It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner, the finest uncooperative conservative radio of the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice. And the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative radio is coming for you. Okay, and welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. So hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. What are we talking about tonight? Well, we're going to start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance, then our military heroes. Now- All right. <clears throat> Patriots, hands of a heart, flakes the flag. You don't have a flag, get a flag. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, our military heroes. What? I don't know. You're hunting around over there for no apparent reason. Yeah, for the button. Well, it should have been ready. Ready? You weren't. Pushing the button. Baghdad, military setting, and the troops don't know the Messiah they're getting. I'm the creme de la creme of the media's world on a tour with everyone but Dan Rather. Time flies. Doesn't seem a minute since the Illinois Senate had Barry in it. Our troops cleaned up Cider City. I'd say thanks, but they only get my pity. Whether it's Jordan or Afghanistan or Kuwait or, or where are we? One night in Baghdad and Farad's our savior. The surge is working, Barry just don't care. Okay, thank you, Paul Shanklin, and it's time for our military heroes. From World Net Daily. <clears throat> U.S. military drills on American streets and roads on public lands and cities and towns long have prompted fears that the federal government is preparing to impose martial law. Military vehicles are suspect whenever they're in public, with or without cause, and suspicions have been fueled by recent massive federal power grabs such as Obamacare. But this week, a military base in Colorado is throwing cold water all over the coals of a rumor that appeared on the Internet. 
The spark came from an image that purports to be from Fort Carson. The stationery is labeled Department of the Army Headquarters, 4th Infantry, and it is described as a memorandum for the record. The subject, Preparation for Martial Law. It even lists various brigades and cities, how many soldiers from each will be participating in new training, because, as it explains, 5 August 2016, 2322, the bill for the executive order enacting martial law, has been put into effect. Fort Carson will start training and preparation on 5th September 2016 at 0900. 350 are to be from the 1st Striker Brigade Combat Team, another 625 from the 1st Infantry Brigade Combat Team, 275th from the 4th Sustainment Brigade, and more. Training will last for six weeks before the rotation of soldiers in the field site every three weeks after the first six weeks, it explains. But it's not real. The Facebook posting showing what appears to be an official 4th Infantry Division memo is a complete fabrication, Fort Carson officials said in a statement. There is no training being conducted on Fort Carson concerning any type of martial law preparation. Besides, it'd be too late to start training people in September anyway. Why? they got to be trained for winter conditions. Elections are November. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking about the weather. You're thinking about elections. Thinking about martial law. The Colorado Springs Gazette said conspiracy theorists have long leaked the post to easily debunk plots to separate Americans from their freedoms, and the latest involves an alleged memo from the post's 4th Infantry Division ordering troops to train for a military takeover of law enforcement starting next month. Now, to be fair, we do know they, they don't have to prepare and train for martial law. They've already been trained to control the people in Afghanistan and Iraq. So they know how to train people in urban environments. They know how to take care of people in urban environments. They even did a special little thing in the Southwest just to just to act like, you know, in case, you know, we wanted to have something like Red Dawn happen. You mean Jade Helm? Uh-huh. Jade Helm 12. Um, and we know the NDAA and other... Legislation, as purported in this show, does grant powers to the government and does grant martial law. And it is not a conspiracy theory. It is a concern. When you start putting in bills, the ability for the government to take over everything in a state of emergency, that's something to be concerned about. The report says it appears to be on Fort Carson letterhead. It contains a smattering of Army te terminology. However, the Gazette said the letter falls apart because it calls for the post 1st Brigade combat team and its 350 soldiers, but that unit has 4,000 soldiers. Another named unit, the 1st Infantry Brigade combat team, doesn't exist, the report said. One unit listed, the 4th Combat Aviation Brigade, happens to be in Afghanistan right now. And the Obama administration has not issued an order for martial law. Correct. The, none of that said it did. And Congress has moved to forbid the president from issuing such an order, starting with the 1878 Posse Comitatus Act, 
which is uh, unconstitutional anyway. I'm sorry, you didn't know that? Show me in the Constitution where it says you can't use the military inside the borders of the United States. Well, that'd be impossible because they're supposed to put down insurrection now, aren't they? They're supposed to protect us from invasion, are they not? How could they use the military inside our borders and do those two constitutional jobs? I mean, it's just, it's just, that's just common sense. I'm not, I'm not doing anything special history here. That's just common sense. Earlier, the report noted an internet rumor said the Mountain Post allegedly was housing United Nations forces for an international takeover. Well, that could happen in any time, in my opinion. Well, when we did that story about the uh, UN vehicles being transported, and they just poo-pooed us as well, saying, well, they're made here in the United States. Yeah, except I've seen them traveling across the country in more places than one, and therefore, not so much. It couldn't come just from the factory for transportation to the United Nations because it would go from the factory to wherever uh, they're going to ship it. It would be crisscrossing the whole United States now, would it? What did they take them on a tour before sending them to the United Nations? I'm just—I'm not saying anything's happening. I, I, but I absolutely, positively know for sure there are plenty of alternative plans and how to destroy the United States of America and install, install the new world socialist order. Uh, that I know. That anyone who pays attention knows. We are a thorn in their side. Now Russia is a bigger thorn than the United States. And watch them turn against Russia. Look at look at Obama's. Why is he surrounding Russia with anti-missile defense systems when he promised Russia he wouldn't do it? And we were all pissed off at him because we already promised the people in Europe we would do it. And after all, Europe's our ally. Yes, they are our allies in New York. They're NATO. So why all of a sudden is he interested in doing exactly what Putin said he didn't want him to do? Why, 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 why would he do that? He doesn't do anything on his own. Someone else told him to do it. Why? Why is he provoking Russia? Why, are we, why did we have to talk about these first strike plans for Russia? I think that's just a fact. These plans exist. These strategies for beating Russia exist. There's the first strike plan, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, conventional weapons. But we have some pretty cool conventional conventional weapons, bombs, bunker buster bombs, which supposedly we can take out all of their missiles before they can even be launched. I don't know if that's true. You can't read a document and know it's true. You have to see the troops training to do it to see if they could do it. Computer simulations w- would have to be run over and over again. Anyway, uh, from the Associated Press, moving right along, because I'm tired of the United Nations in general. The Army General, who ordered Sergeant Bo Bergdahl's court-martial, testified Wednesday that he wasn't swayed by negative comments from a powerful U.S. senator, say that he takes his duty very, very seriously. General Robert B. Abrams, the four-star head of U.S. Army Forces Command, found himself in the unusual position of defending his objectivity 
against a defense effort to remove him from the case. Abrams referred to the case to a general court-martial rather than a lower-level tribunal on December, weeks after U.S. Senator John McCain indicated there would be repercussions if Bergdahl weren't punished. If Bergdahl weren't punished. Wearing a short-sleeved white dress shirt and blue pants, Abrams asked a prosecutor curtly, Where do you want me? As he strode toward the witness stand. He grew testy when a defense attorney asked him to explain why he wasn't afraid of McCain, who leads a Senate committee with the power to approve or scuttle assignments for top military commanders. I have served my country for 34 years. I am at the highest rank I am ever going to attain, he replied, adding that he was he has a mandate to ensure a fair trial for Bergdahl. I take that duty and responsibility very, very seriously. Addressing defense attorney William Hellickson as counselor, Abrams added, up to this point, no one, and I mean no one, has tried to influence me in any way. In two motions, the defense had questioned whether Abrams faced improper conflicts. The judge, Army Colonel Jeffrey Nance, ordered Abrams to testify because of a reference in one of the motions to the general destroying dozens of letters for Bergdale supporters and critics. It's unusual for a four-star general to testify in a court-martial hearing, said Eric Carpenter, a former Army lawyer who teaches law at Florida International University. The defense motion to disqualify Abrams cites his prior role advising former U.S. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel during efforts to return Bergdahl from captivity. It also raises questions about whether Abrams considered defense objections to the findings of a preliminary hearing. If granted, a disqualification would allow a different commander to decide whether a court-martial is needed. Under the judge's questioning, Abrams said he consulted with a military lawyer and concluded he didn't need to keep the approximately 100 letters. He said it's common for officers to send trash to shredders or incinerators. Abrams said he wasn't influenced by the letters and none came from government officials, current service members, or anyone with first-hand knowledge. I can tune out all of that outside noise because I understand my duty and my accountability, he said. The judge, who called the superior officer sir, then turned to McCain's comments. On October 2015, McCain told a reporter that if Bergdahl wasn't punished, we're going to have to have a hearing in the Senate Armed Services Committee. Weeks later, Abrams sent Bergdahl's case to a general court-martial, rejecting a hearing officer's recommendation for a lower-level tribunal. When asked whether McCain's comments affected his decision, Abrahams replied, Abrams replied, Absolutely not, Abraham. Under questioning from Helixon, Abrams said he was aware of McCain's comments, but disapproved of them. Making public statements about the disposition of a very high-profile case by anyone is inappropriate, he said. He added that as the court-martial convening authority, he worried his pool of military jurors would be affected by what McCain said. A separate defense motion argues the charges against Bergdahl should be thrown out, because of McCain's comments. 
A spokesman for McCain said the senator would not comment on the pending case. Bergdahl, who is from Haley, Idaho, walked off his post in Afghanistan in 2009 and wound up a captive of the Taliban and its allies until 2014 when the Obama administration won his release by trading Guantanamo Bay detainees. Bergdahl faces charges of desertion and misbehavior before the enemy, the latter of which carries up to a life sentence. His trial is scheduled for February 2017. You notice how many ransoms this administration has paid for people? Well, he does what he's told. All that money given to get our soldiers back from the Iranians, this guy? No, you're, you're conflating things. He didn't give any money to get our soldiers back from the Iranians. He gave them money, and then citizens of the United States were released. That has nothing to do, one has nothing to do with the other. You're not, you're not listening to the news then. It's all over the news. They said it was a, when those sailors got captured, as soon as that money was put on the, the what do you call it, pallets, and sent over all different types of currency... That was after that incident. No, they said as soon as that happened, that plane landed, those uh, those soldiers were set free. It's all over the news. Good, go find it. I'm not going to do it with it. You are going to do it. You opened your mouth. <sighs> we don't We don't just say things. I'm afraid of the We internet. don't just say things. <laughs> we look up things. We use facts. We don't just say things. Abrams also further explained his role advising Hegel during the Bergdahl recovery efforts. Prosecutors have argued that he played no substantive role. The defense secretary would ask questions about technical aspects of plans to recover Bergdahl, Abrams testified. He said he'd offer a response such as, Yes, Mr. Secretary, I have reviewed the plan multiple times. I think it's a sound plan. Lawyers for Bergdahl say Abrams was too closely involved in efforts to recover Bergdahl to oversee the case now. Lieutenant Colonel Frank Rosenblatt, a defense attorney, also argued Abrams was given different explanations of destroying the letters and considering the defense objections in an earlier interview and a written affidavit. We should not accept General Abrams' self-serving summary that he was not influenced by anyone Rosenblatt told the judge. Congress to compel Obama disclosure of $1.7 billion ransom payment to Iran. New legislation could force the Obama administrators to, to disclose to paid Iran $1.7 billion in taxpayer funds as part of a ransom payment earlier this year to secure the release of 10 U.S. sailors who were abducted at gunpoint by right. the Iranian military. And that has nothing to do with the ransom he just paid, which released citizens. Now, he paid more ransom to release citizens? Wow. Cause Notice they're going back in time using the Wayback Time Machine there, Susan. Uh, previously, a year ago. Now, can I get on with this? This isn't going to take long. From CNS News, KTLA reports a World War II veteran had one of the best days of his life after being honored by Chief Selects in front of his California home recently. You have nothing to say about that other article? I have nothing to say anymore about that article. I have moved on. Veteran Ernest Thompson 
was aboard the USS Tennessee when Pearl Harbor was attacked and later witnessed Japan's surrender while he was serving on the USS Missouri, according to a release from the Battleship Iowa Museum. Thompson regularly visited the USS Iowa, which is the sister ship to the USS Missouri and located approximately 15 minutes from the veteran's house. Due to health reasons, however, Thompson, now in his 90s, has been unable to visit the ship. With the help of volunteer coordinators, the chief selects one of the fleet anti-submarine warfare training center brought some Navy heritage to him. Visiting Thompson's home earlier this month and singing Anchors Away in the middle of his residential street. While the singing went on, Thompson stood and saluted. After the singing concluded, the chief selects walked one by one up to Thompson on the veteran's porch to shake his hand. Well, that's very nice. Why couldn't they take him to the USS Iowa? Well, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised that they did that because there's a, an organization that actually does that. They'll go and get the veterans and take them to, you know, memorials, memorials. and stuff like Maybe that. Maybe he wasn't healthy enough to travel. To even do that. I don't know. doesn't say. Another wonderfully written article. It doesn't tell me anything. All right. Well, that was nice. Moving right along. National parks suck. When did we start doing this? About three shows ago. I don't remember doing this before. From the Associated Press, when Asha Jones and other Grand Canyon interns arrived for their summer at the National Park, they were struck by its sheer immensity, beauty, and world-class hiking trails. Soon they noticed something else. It is time for a change here, specifically at Grand Canyon and in the National Park Service in general to get people who look like me to your parks, said Jones, a 19-year-old black student at Atlanta Spelman College. Good, we've done this story already. The National Park Service, which oversees more than 131,000 square miles of parks, monuments, battlefields, and other landmarks, what does it have to do with race or skin color? What the hell does it have to do with that? And why should we change anything to get them to come? Don't come. Stay in your ghetto and whine. Go ahead. As it celebrates its 100th birthday Thursday, the agency is facing some key challenges ahead. Among them is reaching out to minority communities in an increasingly diverse nation, unfortunately, and getting them to visit and become invested in preserving the national parks. No, I'm sorry. Diversity for the sake of diversity is just more racism. If public lands aren't telling their story and they don't see themselves reflected in these beautiful places, they may not support them, Interior Secretary Sally Jules said. Their story? What do parks have to do with black people? What story is there to tell, other than the fact that they've never been to one? Other than the fact that they don't like the great outdoors? They don't like camping? They don't like swimming? What They don't like, they just don't like it. What am I supposed to do about that? Why do we have to make them like it? Why do we care? Stay in the ghetto. Stay ignorant. Be a fool. Who cares? Brian, do you remember that campground that we used to go to that was really nice, and then that one year we went up there and it was flooded with brown people? You mean it was flooded with graffiti, garbage, and filth, and noise? <laughs> yeah. That? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. 
And that was part of them trying to get these people out up up into the wilderness, and they completely destroyed it. What did we stay one night? They turn everything into a ghetto. I, it's in their nature. I don't know why, because we can't discuss it, because it's racist. It's racist to point out that wherever brown people go, it turns to crap. It's racist. Not, well, maybe if we ask the question, we can figure it out and fix it. But if it's in the DNA, we have a we have a problem here. Look at all the millions and millions and millions of black people in ghettos. They like it that way. They made it that way. It wasn't a ghetto before they got there. Every time we move them someplace nice, they destroy it. Now, you explain to me why. Oh, but that's racist. No, it's not racist. It's a fact. Now what? Well, remember, we had the kids with us, and they were little at the time. It was one of the weekends that we had gotten them. And we, you were like, they wanted to stay. And you were like, no. No, <laughs> no way. I mean, it was a complete I zoo. spent five days a week in a ghetto. I wasn't going to camp in one. We were shocked. I wasn't shocked. <laughs> I was pissed. And I was worried for the safety of my children, quite frankly. Well, it's New York. I wasn't armed, after all. I did have an axe. That would have been fun. Never bring an axe to a gunfight. You know they all have guns, right? So they... They want to... They if public lands aren't telling their story, and they don't see themselves reflected in these beautiful places... Where are white people reflected in these beautiful... It's nature for... I'm really tired. I'm really tired of hearing about black people. You know that? Black Lives Matters, you're making sure they don't keep talking. The more you're out there, the more violence you make happen, the more you piss off white people. And now you're going to have a bunch of white, race-hating people because you're making them hate you. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, the white man's racist against black people. Well, no, no, we're not. Oh, wait, let's make them racist. Let's make them hate us. Well, the, how is that our fault? How about you make us like you? And then we'd like you. See? See how that works? It wasn't until I got into politics that I gave a... Never mind. Anyway, we're going to go to break. Some cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. The following message is brought to you by Health Markets, your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business. Do you offer health insurance to your employees? Call us now and see if you can save money. Do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees? Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little 
well-known solution. We could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now. 800-862-0336. That's 800-862-0336. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-511-3024 What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Back to the Uncorrupted Radio Show. 
If public lands aren't telling their story and they don't see themselves reflected in these beautiful places, they may not support them. How will they support them? They're on welfare or selling drugs. How is it they're going to support them? No, because regular black people that aren't racist ghetto trash, uh, they don't see things exactly the way they do. Because, you know, they went out and got a job. They pay taxes. They're raising families. They're not being ghetto trash. Uh, okay, you want you want them to be reflected. No problem. I'm going to borrow from FDR. Everybody that takes money from the government has to work. And if you don't have a job, we will provide one for you. He sent them to the Forest Service to clean up the forest and clean the bathrooms. Oh, yeah, oh, you don't get the good jobs? No, because you don't know anything. You don't even know how to have a job. Now, the women, enough of this. If the women doesn't have a man and they have children, they they can live on welfare for the rest of their lives and their children's children and on to... No, no, no. No, anybody who takes welfare must work. This is simple, but they have children, Brian. Yes, everybody has children, I hope, at some point in their life, but uh, what does that matter? Here, easy. Every one in four women will be trained to be daycare center workers. Every one in every four will take care of the children while the other three go to work. Wherever, either they get a job themselves or we sh- we'll make them go work cleaning the streets in the ghetto. Maybe we'll make them clean graffiti in their own neighborhood. How's that? There's a job, and it's a full-time job, too, because every time you clean it, they put it back. Well, they're making graffiti in art form now, Brian. <laughs> yeah, well, when it's an, when it looks anything like art, it's not graffiti. Got it? Graffiti is not art. Graffiti is some untalented hack writing garbage on the wall. Most of it are gang tags. And, no, it's disgusting. It looks like crap, and it must be removed. If it looks good like they do murals, I'm, those are great. But you know what happens to those murals? Yeah, yeah. At night, the punks come out and spray graffiti all over it. Well, that's what they did to one of those uh, military murals. We Again, on it. there is no end of jobs cleaning graffitis in the ghettos. There you go. There's a job to keep a bunch of people busy. Not to mention, you got to sweep the streets and pick up the garbage. There's all kinds of things for people to do in the ghetto. They just can't get paid for it. Well, they're getting paid to do nothing, so put them to work. Problem solved. And I'm in a severely bad mood, and I don't give a rat's behind if some brown, black person out there is insulted. Or, guy, they hurt their little sensitive feelings. Grow up, you pussy. You know what else this is doing? This is imposing whatever the government, the federal government feels like doing in somebody's state. If they're going to ship these people in, right? I don't know what you're talking about. They're not, they haven't talked about shipping anybody anywhere yet. Okay. Interior Secretary Sarah, Sally Jewell said they may not recognize that these are their assets and protect them from the future. Good. Maybe they'll realize that it doesn't belong to the national government. It actually belongs to the states and the people of that state, not the national government. Maybe they'll realize that and we can end this nonsense. But that'll never happen. 
The National Park Service doesn't track the... No, there's nothing in the Constitution about parks. Absolutely zero. The National Park System doesn't track the makeup of its visitors, but commissioned studies have shown about three-quarters are white. Again, most black people don't like the woods. (laughs) Understand? Maybe because once upon a time, I don't know, a white racist down south hunted them in the woods. I I don't know what their problem is. They don't like outside. They don't like the woods. They don't like swimming in water. None of that stuff. It's just, as a whole, they don't like it. I've had conversations with partners. They just don't like it. They're not too. They don't really like dogs either, because dogs don't like them. I I don't know why they don't like. They just don't like the color black. It's not. I don't know if it's really them. Uh, I mean, they do have good judge of character individually speaking, but it seems to me if you dress all in black, the dog get tends to bark at you too. So, I'm just saying they shouldn't take it so personal. The age, I know, they used to hunt them with dogs down south. Oh, whatever. Again, that was then, this is now. I don't want to work because once upon a time in my lineage somewhere, uh, uh, there was a there was a slave. Hundreds of years and, ago. And therefore, I don't want to work and I shouldn't have to work. Are you on drugs? Yes, you are. Get a job. I'm telling you, this is what I, this is what I want from Trump. I expect him to go in and be the biggest asshole on the planet. That's what I want. I don't want to be nice to anybody. Nobody. I'm going to be mean to everybody equally and enforce the Constitution. That's that's what I want to see happen. Some level of that I want to see happen. He's never going to make me happy, happy. But as long as he makes me dance once in a while, I'll be fine. Because all this craziness has to end. You know, you may think you're getting, you're getting somewhere with this Black Lives Matter crap. I'm telling you where you're getting. Everybody's hating you. Everybody. You're turning you're turning progs against you. You're, you're killing people. Go away until you have a message that we are gonna fight and work and bust our butts to get out of the ghetto and be productive members of society. That's what I want to see going on. Not stupidity, little catchphrase, Black Lives Matter. Says who? Says you? Says you. You're black. Black Lives Matter. Okay. Well, then why do black people kill black people? But, oh, no answer for that, huh? Or just say something else about a bigot, racist, Uncle Tom, Cream Jimmy. I don't know what you're going to say. Because half of it makes no sense anyway. Uh so why don't you just why don't you just disappear into the into the Netherland and go get a job? I know they're paying you to do this, so it is like a job. But I mean a real job. One that doesn't hurt the country and by the way, your fellow black people. Yeah, you, all we have now is negative images of black people pushed on us every single day to people that may never even have noticed a black person in their life. And now they got to watch this all the time and listen to this crap come out of their mouths. And you expect, oh, this is going to be good for the black community. Yeah, if the black community community wants war, it would be great. And be careful. You may be tough. You may think you're badass criminals. But we white folk, we buy guns. We practice with guns. We know how to shoot guns. And we tend to hit what we aim at. Something you can't, you can't claim in the ghetto. So... Uh, I'd be very careful about who you pick a fight with. 
You should pick a fight with Sharpton and his ilk because those are the people making a fortune or keeping you on welfare and poor and in, in disgusting conditions with drug dealers selling on every corner. Kid children getting shot because they're doing drive-by shootings and they can't hit their target. So they hit innocent people. What? Where's the outrage about that? God forbid a bomb goes off in the Middle East and they claim there's civilian casualties. Oh, my God. There's civilian casualties every day in the ghetto, and it has nothing to do with white people. Tell us how we really feel, Brian. Don't, don't start. The agency's workforce is less diverse. Oh, by all means, let's put more people doing jobs that they don't know how to do, that they're not qualified for. Let's put more people out of work that deserve to have a job and just put people in because of what they look like. We need more women. We need more black people. We need more brown people. We need, ah, ah, ah. No, you don't. You just need people that can do the damn job. Regardless of their skin color, race, sexual preferences, etc. Genitalia. How about this? How about really? No, no, no prejudice. No racism. No unfair treatment. Get rid of affirmative action get rid of all the title seven six nines whatever it is in the civil rights act that's unconstitutional anyway get rid of all the special treatment for people that are female or or homosexuals or uh, i don't know anything but white heterosexual male and then maybe you stop being such a racist and prejudice against white people we're the ones getting screwed you're getting my job the one i'm qualified for and you're not you're getting my seat in a university that you're not qualified to be in. That's not fair. It's not right Out under the way you say things should be. You should do it. You should look at people or treat them different based on their skin color. Well, why do you treat white men different? Oh, I don't know. White people don't count. It's sort of like it's sort of like all the prog crap. Uh, we're gonna we don't have inflation. We don't count food and energy. That that's not in our calculations for inflation. Well, it used to be because it should be because it has to be because it's the most important sectors of our economy to we the people. That's why. But you know what? Being black just be just make them go work in the park service. <laughs> Let them, I should say, get jobs that they don't qualify for again you're being you're discriminating against the white heterosexual male who got, who scores better on the test who's more qualified for the job but doesn't get it why because of his skin color and gender oh my god tell me that is not discrimination you don't get to remove a whole race from the notion of discrimination just so it can fit your little agenda it's all or nothing baby Otherwise, you're a prejudiced, racist piece of crap. Get out of our face and shut up. Go ahead, report me to somebody. You, you don't think people have tried? Go ahead. Go complain that I'm telling you the truth. Minorities hate to hear it. They hate to have it thrown in their face that they're, they get things because of racism. And there, 
by the way, very racist as a group. And I don't care. I spent seven years living in the ghettos with these people. I think I know better than you do. But you feel a little touchy about yeah, people are just people everywhere. They're all the same. No, they're not. Oh, oh, no, they're not. I dare you to go and go go walk through the ghetto. Go ahead. Go drive into the heart of the ghetto and then just walk around. Go. I dare you, Whitey. Come on, Prague, with all your touchy feeliness. Put your money where your mouth is. Where's the last time you went into the ghetto and volunteered to do anything? Where's the last time you fed someone in the ghetto, huh? I fed them as well as saved their lives. And I had to sit on a street corner all day long. Well, actually, it's not true. I hardly ever got to sit anywhere. I was too busy responding. But you're there in the neighborhood all the time. You live there. You spend more time there than you do at home. Eating in their restaurants. Shopping in their stores where they have them. Going into their homes. Seeing their families and the way they live. Interacting with them. Yes, I know ghettos. Therefore, you must remove bigot from your vocabulary when it deals with me because I'm educated. Look it up. Minorities are expected to eclipse the country's white population before 2050. Well, that's what they hope. I don't see any. I don't see any drastic chance of that happening. Not by the numbers we just read the other night. Kind of a slow go, but you know things change. Like we're not gonna we're we're not gonna keep bringing poor minorities into this country anymore. We're going to seal the border. We're not going to let poor brown people come across the border and diseased brown people come across the border. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to categorize everybody by the color of skin. You bet I am because they have done that. They have caused this. We didn't even think about it before. They have caused all this division between the races. And you can blame Obamaus himself and the rest of his ilk up there along with Jackson and Sharpton. Sharpton should be in prison. I have witnessed people die because of him. But you keep listening to his fat black ass. Oh, wait, he lost weight. He's skinny now. He looks like a bobblehead. He's that thing with a giant head. Why do people do that? They go crazy losing weight, and then they all come stupid because somehow their head's too big for the rest of their body. And I've seen it a lot of people, but... Uh, Sharpton, I, I don't care if he had his stomach tied or his tummy tucked or whatever. Uh, it, what comes out of his mouth is what bothers me. He's a racist. He's a hater. And worst of all, he causes, he he's a rabble rouser that has caused people to die for what he's called for. He calls for these rising up and rioting. And who do you think? Nobody gets hurt during a riot? Really? Lots of people get hurt. And by the way, I witnessed black people trying to kill black people in a riot because they had the nerve to have a car and be driving home from church or or a, a shopping or maybe their jobs. Yes, in some places, they have, they, they work. Some of them do. 
so but they the rest of them hate them for working because that's work as being the being working for the man and all that nonsense and all that hate is constantly ginned up in them and you can see it with these riots listen to what they say look at what they're doing they're destroying their own homes their own businesses all because of al sharpton by the way yes because he is was put in charge of race relations for the white house and he he went out there and he created black lives matter oh yes he did and those people get paid And if minorities are expected to eclipse the country's white population before 2050, why are we in trouble? Because every place brown people are in charge, I give you the world. How's it worked out? Look what happened in South Africa when white people pulled out. Because, oh, apartheid, man, yay! Another time the left-wing lunatics celebrated something that caused nothing but people to die, to starve to death to suffer a prosperous country under British rule, a complete waste under black rule, like every place else on the continent of Africa. Key point, South America, Mexico. Look, Canada's mostly white. Oh, Canada's doing... I'm just saying, Europe... Now they brought in what? What what came in? What, what what color were they? Brown. More importantly, Muslims. But uh, yeah, that worked out great for them. Now the whole now the whole continent's turning to crap. And if they don't do something soon, they're going to be completely taken over. If they don't start fighting back, but they are. Jeremy Chad. Was it the German chancellor or someone in Germany said uh, he's ar- arming the citizenry because considering the violence of the refugees, my, I said that, uh, they need to defend themselves. They're arming in Europe. They're arming the citizenry in Europe, you anti-gun doofus. See, I didn't hear that. I heard, I'm glad you brought that up because the headline I saw was that they were telling them to have at least seven days worth of food and water. Just saw it today. So now they're upping the ante. So I don't know. Maybe it's up or maybe it's on my Twitter page. I don't know. Wow, that was a lot of broken pages. Well, that's because we were having internet problems again. Yeah. I I thought you were getting off the internet. I don't have it. When it's on the phone. Not on the satellite. It doesn't matter. Um, nah, it must be already posted. It must have already posted it. And here's the, along with the homosexual one, that's, there's no scientific proof of any gene for homosexuality. Sorry. And they back up my, just with statistics, what I said, overwhelming majority of them have been, were exposed to sexual assault when they were a child. Science. Okay. There's a good one about learning how to be a dimmy too, but that's another. You, you might want to read that because you want to be prepared 
how to act as a good little dimmy, you know? Anyway, uh, I see no point at why diversity has to happen in a national park. Why don't we just let people who want to work there, who are qualified, work there, regardless of their race? No, let's fire a whole bunch of white people so we can give it to black people and brown people. And or combinations of female, homosexuality, transgender. Oh, I can't wait till they have the transgender taking the tickets at the gate. Oh, this is going to be wonderful. <laughs> it's not just that. It's going to be a freak show. People are going to pay just to go in there and see the people that are working there. And uh, most of them won't be working. They'll be leaning on something. Anyway, like I said, I, I'd put them to work for real. And I'd put the women to work. Because that's the problem. The reason there's no men is welfare. If a man's in the house, they don't get it. If a man's around, they don't get it. The men go off, they do crime. That's what they, for the most part, that's what happens. And the women stay home and collect welfare. And have the more kids they have, the more welfare they get. It seems they like about three. Three kids seems to be the number they look for per woman in the house. So, yeah, like I said, every every fourth woman will be trained to be child do child care and they'll be watching the children while the other three go to work see now all four have a job isn't that great welfare problem solved see how easy that was the problem of lack of minority engagement is long-standing and complex but can be tied to two main factors said myron f floyd a leading scholar on race. Oh, good. He must be a worthless piece of crap. A leading scholar on race. How are you a scholar on race? Can someone explain that? I'm a scholar on race. No, uh, you're either a scholar or you're not. And are, are you a scholar of history? Uh, because if you're a scholar on race, you're a scholar on nothing. Well, he's, he There's really... There's nothing to really learn. If you want to know about race, just go talk to him. He really is nothing look at what his title is on race and ethnicity in outdoor recreation at north carolina state university he's getting it's a place it's a it's a gimme place for cronies that's all that is oh but and all i know is white people stink black people are great white people are horrible that's all you get that's all you get in college anyway i don't know why you even go there as a white guy hey white heterosexual male you're an idiot if you go to college seriously Go learn how to do water mechanics or plumbing or something. Stay out of college because they hate you there. They hate you there. And you're going to have to hate yourself to get through college. <laughs> That's a good point, right? Or you're going you're gonna to be constantly <laughs> fighting the, the nut jobs. <laughs> but you don't want to anyway. They're not teaching anything. You're not learning anything there. I mean... I guess they're teaching. You're not learning anything there. They're teaching regurgitation. They're teaching nonsense. They're teaching this race stuff. All this uh, stuff that comes out of the 60s. It's all passe. It's old crap re just brought up again just because old hippies never die. Got to go to a break. Some cooperative radio show. You stay tuned because I may be right back. <laughs> Resistance is futile. 
You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. That's the reason I'm running for president because I still believe in that idea. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. And now, a message to freshman Tea Party-backed senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. Whoops. Uh, there's no calls for a lot. We have everything under control. Uh, uh, because we know that something from nothing leaves something. Because you got to have something to run an economy. Something from nothing leaves something. Let me tell you what you don't deserve. You don't deserve a bunch of name calling. You gotta name this condition. Romnesia. You don't deserve a bunch of mudslinging. A sketchy deal. You won't get that from my campaign. You might have Romnesia. Thank goodness somebody's finally cracking down on Big Bird. Big Bird. Big Bird. Elmo's made a run for the border. You might have a case of Romnesia. Well, Governor, we also have fewer horses and bayonets. If you don't have a record to run on, you make a big election about small things. It's a bunch of binders. Big Bird. Bayonets. A, a game of battleship. Obama is acting like the guy who's behind in this debate. Obama was slashing, was personal, was cutting. At times, sounding almost dismissive. Seriously, this is all the Obama people have, the binders. Elmo's got to watch out. This is an act of desperation. Every single question, he felt like he couldn't just answer the question. He had to attack his rival. Attacking me is not an agenda. America must lead. And for that to happen, we have to strengthen our economy here at home. You can't have 23 million people struggling to get a job. private sector is doing fine. President Obama's promise to get national unemployment under 8% has not yet been realized. 40 consecutive months of 8% unemployment or more. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. The recovery has kind of slowed down. You can see that in our jobs numbers. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. It's the weakest recovery we've ever had. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, 
giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia who serve by our soldier side in Iraq. Soldiers' Angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. It's hour two. Bro, I'm in a really bad mood tonight. I'm not going to sing. Okay. And I'm seriously tied to this nonsense. <clears throat> now, the first relates to cultural traditions. Outings to national parks generally weren't passed down through generations in minority communities, he said. And few minorities grow up with an appreciation for such sites. Let me start here. I'm a white boy from New York, and originally I've never, I never went to a national park. No, never in my life. No, I didn't have to. I went to the woods. Yeah, we didn't go to national parks. We tried taking minorities and kids and show them the woods and all this kind of stuff. They don't take to it. Instead, they destroy every place they go, like the campground. You know, that's very true. We actually, the only place that we went is a state park in New Mexico. Remember with the, the red... Um, yeah, I've been, I've been to Gettysburg. Well, but yeah, but what you're saying is no absolutely national true. Parks. No national parks. My father Never. wasn't going to traipse to California, nope. so go show me Yosemite. Nope. <laughs> That's what pictures are for. Nope. Go, go to the library and look at an encyclopedia, boy. That's what, that's what I would hear. But I got to camp all the time because where I grew up, there were plenty of woods and my uncle Lou liked camping. The best camping was when we camped by the beach. Huh? When I was when I was young. Oh. I camped by the beach. I actually slept on the beach a couple times. It was cool. Well, I guess, <laughs> we always did. We went to wild, uh, Wildwood out there, and that was on the North Shore. So, yeah, we, it was, we used to go fishing right off the beach there. So. Yep. But I'm so glad you brought that up because I really didn't even realize it. Even as you and I traveling around this entire country for four years, we never stepped foot in one national park or no. saw one national monument. No, because I wasn't putting my dog in a kennel so I could go look at a geyser. And I wasn't going to be disarmed. And, you know, we didn't know anybody growing up that did in our lily white neighborhood. No, because there are, not, there are no national parks back east. So <laughs> we're not going to travel. Nope. You like, grew up out west in, in California and stuff. Sure, you got Yosemite. You probably go to the Grand Canyon. Uh, there's another one that's in a triangular area there. But if you're like from us back east in the day, we didn't have money to go trace no, across the country. No, white people never did that. <laughs> and we were white and we had cars and we still couldn't. <laughs> no. Because it's something called money. We went to Okefenokee Swamp. Nobody gives it to us. <laughs> we went to Okefenokee Swamp, which is a state park in georgia yeah i remember going to the okie for <laughs> but every place you guys did, dragged me there though 
Every place we've gone would be it was state. But I must say the Okie Finoki was great because you got to rent a boat, go out on it, and see the alligators and such like that. I like I like getting out in the rivers. That's but what I again, like. state Brian, not national. Right. Oh, because I was armed and I couldn't go to a national park then. You couldn't go even with a concealed carry permit. Now you can with a concealed carry permit, but I don't have a concealed carry permit. I carry open. What do I want one of those for? I'm not a sneaky crook. So again, I know that... a bunch of people hate me now. It's just that here you don't have to. I mean, out east, back east, there is no open carry. That was a west thing, and and now there's not. Now there's places that have open carry. That is that the people are hostile to open carry, and I can understand that. But this notion that don't carry open because you just got to make it harder for people with guns. They'll want gun control because they see your gun and freak out. Only one person has ever gotten nervous around my guns when I was wearing them. And it was because I was wearing my cowboy rig. Go figure that one. When I wear my Glock, nobody looked twice. But I wore a cowboy rig and suddenly people get nervous. You know, there was only one person. He was a young kid. He was a college kid from probably California. Never seen a gun in his life. Again, they're allowed to stereotype us saying that only white people go to national parks, but we're not allowed to stereotype them. Actually, only people that had money went to parks. And there weren't a lot of black people out in California, or even brown people back in the day. But there aren't too many illegal aliens going to Grand Canyon and Yosemite. Now, is Moab? Moab is state. Yeah. Again, another state park we went oh, to. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is because they regulate what you can bring in and what you can't bring in. No, I'm, I'm trying to think that if there's a part of it that's a national, national monument. National monument, maybe. Yeah, but whatever it was, that, that doesn't matter. No one no one took our guns away. Or my or my alcohol, even though I wasn't supposed to have any. So take that, you expert. Most white people that we knew never went to a national park. No, and like I said, we, we've experimented in New York by trying to teach them, you know, going out into the woods and doing stuff, camping like, like the Boy Scouts do. And what they end up doing is they find a new place that they can take over. And then they market gang territory. They sell drugs. Violence starts happening. All the white people stop going because the place is a complete hellhole. And that's not why we're going camping. We don't go camping to go to the ghetto. But they go camping to make it a ghetto. It was. Graffiti, trash, filth, bathrooms were disgusting. And previously, before they discovered it, it was a nice, quiet, beautiful place to camp. And it wasn't that far away from us, so we could do it. Right. So I had to travel further now to get away from So that's the only thing. Every time we have moved poor black people to a new neighborhood that's nice and give them nice stuff. They just turn it back to where they came from. Every single time it's been done. It's a fact. You can look it up. Look up the projects in New York City. That's why they called it the projects. The project was to put ghettos in nice white neighborhoods and give them a nice place to live. And then they'll be useful citizens just like the white people were. But no, that's not what happens. They destroy the neighborhood. They run out the white people because of the crime. And now they take it over and it's a hellhole again. And all you've done is spread the disease. You go look at the spread all through New York, New England. It's it's everywhere oh, they go, it turns to crap. And Obamanus is going to do this fall. And you know, housing. my fellow black Americans know what I'm talking about. They, they you know what's funny? They're not going to, you're not, they're not mad at me. They know I'm talking, the, I'm telling them the truth. They know it's the truth.
productive members of society. They don't want to be part of our society. They deem it as white. Just like they deem Christianity as a white man's religion. It's amazing. Last time I checked, when Jesus was a Jew, they were brown. Just saying. Well, he's he's going to flood all of these white neighborhoods. Muslim, you know what's funny? They take, they take, Islam is the black religion. That's why they, that's how it's so easy for them to get black thugs to switch over. Uh, only if you're a criminal that likes to kill people. It's a horrible religion. To say that's the a black man's religion is, is saying black people are are evil. That religion is evil. It's not even a religion. It's evil. And by saying it's a black man's religion, you're saying black people are evil. And it's just not true. Not, not all black people are evil. And they're not inherently evil. They make choices based on their environment. And they make very bad choices. But they think they're good choices because they don't have another choice. They can't get a job. You can't work for Whitey. You don't want to be a productive member of society because then you're like Whitey. Yet, when they get a lot of money, what do they do? They waste it on stuff like bling and cars. And Oh, wait, isn't that capitalism? Isn't that white? I just used the term because of the context of which I'm speaking. We don't use capitalism. We use free markets. And no, free markets has nothing to do with trade. Trade has nothing to do with free markets. Trade cannot has never been free, and it cannot be free. In this day and age, it's almost impossible to be free. Um, but the ones that they say are free aren't free, and they suck for us. Like NAFTA. I went through the whole thing. I showed you how we were getting screwed. And now the TPP is going to double down on NAFTA. And I don't know what's going on with that because I'm confused. Uh, I remember in passing legislation it says, oh, no, it, now it needs two-thirds to stop it from being uh, an approved treaty. No. It requires two-thirds to approve a treaty, not to stop it. And you can't write legislation to change that. You have to amend the Constitution. They didn't. So that doesn't matter. If they do it that way, the treaty doesn't exist. And the minute Donald Trump goes in, he can throw it in their face and tell them to go pound sand. Another reason to vote for Donald Trump, a rich white man. And you know what? He'll do so much better for the minorities in this country, but they'll never give him any credit for it because they're haters. They like to call us haters. But they're the ones that are haters. Everything that comes out of their mouth, it's hateful, and it's not based on anything. It's not real fact. It's just emotion, like hate is. Hate is blind, and they're blind to the truth. They are their own worst enemy. They are their problem. If we put everybody black in charge, they'll still be screwed. I give you the Obamanist administration. Black, 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 black. What have they done for the black people? Tell me all the stuff you got. Whoa, you got a phone. Well, they did that under, that was started under George W. Bush, a rich white guy. Not under Obamanist. But somebody wants to give you stuff. What does that do for you? He's destroying the economy, the country. All right, you got some stuff, but you're still in the ghetto. You got no future. You have no hope of ever having any other life than this crappy life in the ghetto. And I know how crappy it is because I had to live there. As a New York City paramedic, NEMT, I was a ghetto. I, I volunteered. I was a stupid 
guilty white kid when I went there. I volu- I didn't only volunteer for the ghetto. I insisted. Yes, you did. I said, if you don't send me to Harlem, I'm quitting. Yep. And they didn't want me to quit because I was really good. I was I, scared me to death every time he went to work, especially when those. And then you know, happened. by the time uh, when I was became a medic, and by the time I was uh, about maybe six months into that, I was really tired of being in a ghetto. Because there wasn't a lot for paramedics to do. That's an EMT place. I mean, mostly shootings and stuff like that. Most basic life support stuff. Nothing medics to do. It was the nice neighborhoods that the I used to get all the experience with the medical. I used to work overtime, and I'd go. Uh, there was an empty slot in uh, what was that place in Queens, where the um, the Russians were. Uh, Howard Beach. No, that's oh, Italian. that's <laughs> Uh, where the hospital is there, Coney Island. Coney Island, that was it. So there was an open slot. The guy was out of comp. He was injured. And it was a midnight slot. And I worked four. I worked, uh, what, 3 to 11. So, yeah, I'd sit there after I'd get done with what I was doing. And I'd just sit there and wait for him to pick me up. That was an hour already of overtime. And then drive back there. That goes another half hour of overtime. Uh, but then we got... We got these great calls. It was always, you know, real medical calls, heart attacks, difficulty breathing, stuff that you can actually do stuff as a medic instead of just, you know, oxygen transport. Oxygen stabilized transport. SBLS, basic life support. Anyway, back to back to this. Uh, see, but talking about that was starting to make me happy and not angry, so <laughs> you shouldn't have put me back to the you stupid gotta, script. I know, but you got to, you got to, my God, you have no idea what they're going to be doing. This is unbelievable. So the first relates to cultural traditions. They don't do they have a culture really? Uh, outings to national parks generally aren't passed down. Well, why why do you have to start? Why do we focus on something so ridiculous as national parks? Most people cannot afford to go to visit national parks. Okay, that that's just the way it is. I don't know why he's even talking. Why don't he just talk about going into the woods? There's state parks all through throughout that have camping. You can go have fun, uh, but fish, hunt. No, they don't want that. They don't like that. They don't like to work. That's too much work for them. So outings to national parks generally are passed down through generations in minority communities. Norn White, thank you. He said a few minorities grow up with an appreciation for such sites. How can anybody not look at it and appreciate it? It's nature. It's not white people. This I, you look at the Grand Canyon. What do you see? White people? Really? What do you think we dug it? Uh, also, for many years. All right, I'm 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 dying to hear this. How are they excluded? How are they specifically excluded because they're black? Let's go, Mr. Professional. I'm a race baiter. Let's see what you got. Come on, you're you're in a university. You should be smart. Barriers to visiting national parks also can be as simple as not knowing they exist. All right, whose fault is that? Our educational system. That's educational. Yeah, <laughs> has nothing to do with being black or not having a way to get to them. Just like white people. Again, I grew up in New York. I never went to a national park. I still haven't been to a national park. 
And I'm not going to go to a national park. Again, I'm not, I don't go anywhere where they say, I have to give up my right to keep and bear arms. Pound sand. Oh, and Black Lives Matter people. Protesting while wearing firearms, called bearing arms, is not brandishing. Brandishing requires them to hold the gun and point it at people and threaten them with it. That is brandishing. You can look it up. The dictionary still has that. Brandishing. Look it up. Nobody was brandishing weapons. They were availing themselves of their constitutional rights. Actually, not even. Unalienable rights. The Bill of Rights is unnecessary. The Second Amendment is unnecessary because even without it, the Constitution never says the government can do anything about our guns. And since it doesn't say it, they can't do it, and that's the way it works. I'm sorry you've been mis you've been misled. That's too bad. You allow yourself to continue to be misled uh, if you listen to the show and you keep thinking the same nonsense. Uh, so anyway, they don't. The, I think really this is the best stuff. They don't know it exists. Oh, oh, that's a stupid thing. Or not having a way to get to them. Like I said, we couldn't. We didn't have a way to get to them either. We didn't have that kind of money and gas to travel across the country. Or enough money for entry fees and gear. Ditto. Like I said, I had the only reason I had gear is because I had to save up my allowance so that I could buy gear to go camping. And I didn't have all the right stuff when I started camping. I had to slowly learn that, okay, I need a sleeping bag. This blanket stuff isn't working. Uh, but you no, know, it wasn't like I said, hey, we're going camping. Dad, can you go out and buy me a tent, sleeping bag? Oh, no. I could either sleep in, the, in his homemade camper with him or I'd get my own stuff. I got my own stuff. I can sleep wherever I want. But uh, see, that's the difference. They don't. They 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 don't. They don't think about getting a job and making money so they can buy things. They they just don't think about it. And that's not my fault. That's that's his fault. People like him do not educate them. They just teach them to hate. That's easy. That's that's not really an education. But you know, you y'all are teaching white people how to hate. No, we really didn't hate black or brown people, but you keep you keep making us dislike you more and more. The the more we see you now, the more we dislike you because everywhere you go, there's hate and violence. And we don't like that. And we don't care what you think, just so you know. At least I don't. Guilty white liberals, maybe. There isn't a white conservative that really was worth a crap that could give a crap about what black people think about white people because... There's nothing you can do to change their mind other than on an individual basis, of which I have done. But as a group, you're never going to do it. It's groupthink. It's just, you're not going to do it. The hatred feeds. You know, one starts to listen, and the other one shuts them down. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. You can't even hear the truth. They don't want to hear. What do they, what do they expect life to be like exactly? They don't want to hear the truth. What are we supposed to do? Make them deaf? They can speak nonsense. They still got their tongue. But I'm just saying, if they don't want to hear it, the truth, there's only one way to do that. If thine ears offend thee, chop them off. It's in the Bible. Now, someone's going to go do that, and they're going to come after me. 
Asian or not enough money for entry fees and gear, said Jose Gonzalez, Latino Outdoors founder. Oh, okay. What the heck is Latino Outdoors? And how much money does this guy make for, for doing this, for doing nothing? Asian Americans, meanwhile, can be reluctant to travel outside their ethnic circles. And they might find a few billboards or brochures in their language at national parks said Mark Mas Masaoka of the Asian Pacific Policy. Why wow. do you need your language? You're coming to the United States of America. You live in the United States of America. It's a park in the United States, not in China. You're not going to have Chinese signs. Enough. Well, there shouldn't be Chinese signs in anywhere, except where, you know, if they pay for it, billboards and stuff, they can do what they want. But I'm saying I'm not government-funded. Nothing government-funded should be in any language but English because we shouldn't pay for anything else but English. And everybody else should have to learn English. And it doesn't... I don't need a law. English is the official language of the United States of America since its founding. Now that's proof positive. I don't give a crap whether Asian Americans visit national parks or not. Why don't they just buy a videotape and watch it? Oh, wait, it's DVDs now. Whatever. You'd probably see more of it if you if you bought DVDs on the national parks and watched them because you'll yep. you'll never visit everything. Well, the last time we did the, the national park suck, the, the story was about how long the lines were and how people weren't seeing anything and they were running around taking pictures of, of the wildlife. That's another thing. When I go into... Uh, when I go into nature, I don't want a lot of people around. I go there to be with nature, not people. And crowds, they're for New York City. They're for the big cities, not the country. Another reason not to go. Look at all these hurdles for white people to go to the national parks. Now they want to make it more because the minute you start trying to, how the hell do you black it up? How do you, how is, what does race have to do with nature? I just don't, I just don't get it. This is stupid, but it's going to be one more reason not to go to a national park for white people. See? No, not because black people are there, because what are they going to do to it to make you feel comfortable? Are they going to put up graffiti trees? I mean, what, what the hell are we supposed to do? What the heck is black culture exactly? It's supposed to be American culture, not white culture, black culture, brown culture. One culture, and if you followed it, we'd all be prosperous. Anyway, so says the stupid idiots about the Asians. It might not seem welcoming or as inviting to go to a place where there are hardly any visitor centers. few signs, and you're left to figure it out, Masaoka said. Oh my God, you have to go into the woods and figure it out. Why do you want a guide? Pay for one. And by the way, these, these there's visitor centers in all the national parks, just so you know. I know that because I've read up on the national parks. I've I've read about them. I've I've watched things about them. I never went to one. Like I said, everybody could do that, and I'm white. And right now, I live in nature. I don't need to go anywhere. Do me a favor. Don't come here. Because you don't like nature. The Park Service has made some changes to address these issues, including recruiting minority interns and producing videos and brochures for Spanish-speaking audiences. Why? 
Why are they in this country and they need Spanish? It's not our language. Let them go back to their country of origin and speak the language of their people. The language of their people here is English because they're supposed to be Americans and therefore we are all their people. Park Service has made some changes to address these issues. Sadly, because we have to pay for it. What, are you kidding me? We're going to have to do this to try and get... How is welfare people going to get there? And all the black people I know that aren't in the ghetto, they're not looking for any special thing in the Park Service to make them feel comfortable being black because they don't identify as everything being black. They're regular Americans. They're Americans. They appreciate everything American. There's no reason to make them feel. So this isn't about productive black people and minorities. This has got to be about unproductive people. Because I, I willing to bet that those of means in America have already visited the national parks. That if they wanted to. After all, they've got jobs, they've got money, and they speak English. It's amazing. What you could do if you just speak English, look nice, speak nice, jobs just fall in your lap. The agency also has pushed to designate more sites that highlight the history and contribution of minorities. We study American history, not minority history. They don't get special history. If if they're American and a minority and they do something worthy, they will be in the history books. It, however, making special books is idiotic and segregationist. Congratulations, you're a racist. Oh, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm black. I can't be racist. I'm brown. I can't be. Yeah, you are. Matter of fact, I think the biggest racists in this country are all people of color. You hear that, NAACP? I said colored people. Oh, wait, you say colored people too, NAACP. CP stands for colored people. National Association of Colored People. How could that be bad if if that's in their own acronym? Uh, all right. We got to go to commercials. Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned. Cause we'll be right back. <laughs> This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. You're listening to Red State Talk Radio. Lock it in and rip the knob off. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 
800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800-296-1140. 800-296-1140. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government program. Call for complete details not available in all states. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. Welcome back to the Crawford Radio Show, Hour F of Two. I can't not believe how 
long you've been on this one article. Yeah, because there's a lot in it. <laughs> there's so much going on right now that relates to this yep. BS nonsense about special treatment for black people, brown people. No one gets special treatment. That's discrimination. Populations to encourage children to visit the outdoors. I went, that was after the Spanish-speaking audiences. Yeah, you did all that already. The agency, I, I know where I am. The agency also has pushed to designate more sites that highlight the history and contributions of minorities. Some of its newest locations include the Cesar A. Chavez National Monument. Wow, a national monument to a commie right here in the United States of America. Fantastic. What did he ever do for anybody? He unionized the, the, the workers that picked the crops. Last time I checked the workers, the, the, uh, his people are still picking the crops. That's the problem with unions and this workers movement. It's only good if you plan on being a worker for the rest of your life. It doesn't give you opportunities to move ahead, to do something else. Unions are actually bad in society a good nowadays. I can't speak to when they were formed because I wasn't there then and there was lots of stuff going on. Cesar Chavez, really? We have a national monument? How much did that cost us? And how much land did they steal to do it? This was established in 2012. Uh, gee, I wonder under whom. Who, who was president in 2012? It was an executive order also. All of these monuments are. It's amazing. They cite the National Monument Act from Teddy Roosevelt, but Teddy Roosevelt was an anti-communist. He was a communist, anti-conservative piece of crap. He was a progressive. He started the first progressive party in America, the Bull Moose Party. And a New York Stonewall Inn, the first national monument, I remember when he did this, to gay rights in June. But a bunch of gay people, something happened, a bunch of gay people were killed. I, I don't remember the whole thing. I don't remember if it's a fire or what. Uh, but yeah, they decided to make it because homosexuals should have their own monument because being uh, dysfunctional should be awarded. And let's steal some more land, private property, to do this. National parks need more support than ever because years of tight budgets have left them with a lengthy and growing backlog of maintenance projects, officials say. That's why they need to be returned to the states to which they belong. Federal government doesn't belong owning parks. Nothing in the Constitution allows for it. They're very specific about what he's allowed, what they're allowed to have. And in a parks, they're allowed to have, let's see, uh, what are those things? Armories? Magazines? Whatever you want to call them. They call them magazines then, but we call them armories You know what I now. think they all get confused about? They're allowed they to have military bases and other needful... Buildings. Buildings. Not land. Buildings. Buildings. Needful, by the way. Needful under the Constitution, not needful because they want it. But, you know, what the hell? What's the Constitution matter? The list of needy repairs... Totaled almost $12 billion as of last year. Well, last time I checked, we're working on $20 trillion in debt. I say no money to the national parks. I say the hell with it. Fire everybody that works in the national parks 
and give the park back to the state. Let them figure out whether they want to what what they want to do with it. Whether they want to make it a state park, whether they want to make it private land, whether they're going to use it to get natural resources, which I highly recommend. Any of the above, because constitutionally, the government doesn't own them now. They don't have the authority under the Constitution, therefore it doesn't exist. And again, the minute we get back to the Constitution, it's over. So all of this is just talk about nothing, really. Park Service gets help from outside groups like nonprofit Rocky Mountain Conservancy, which recently worked to restore old cabins used by research scientists at Colorado's Rocky Mountain National Park. But that's not enough, experts say. I would argue that one of the greatest challenges the agency faces in the 21st century is how to engage an increasingly racially and ethnically diverse population in order to maintain the support it has had for generations because they're all worried about losing their jobs. <laughs> right. Because they don't give a crap about you. Because white people are, are paying the taxes for them to maintain their jobs and their parks. And once we go away, they got nothing. It's, well, that's right. Well, that's what we keep saying, though, Brian. They always say, we're the ones who mow your lawn. We're the ones that watch your babies. Okay, so no, if we're no, gone. No, no, And no, by the way, we can't, you can't say that and just leave that there. Nobody, nobody's ever mowed my lawn. Ever. I mowed my lawn. Nobody's ever watched my babies except my wife and me. No. Our family. Actually. No, our family. And, well, and yeah. family. So right. I'm just saying. There was no... We people be watching your... No, I don't hire anybody to watch my kids. I didn't hire anybody to mow my lawn. I rarely pay for mechanics to touch my vehicles. But they want us to go away. What happens when we go away? They won't have a job <laughs> cutting what... lawns and watching babies. <laughs> yeah, there won't be no one to watch. Make us hate you. Make us not trust you. Make us not like you. We're not going to give you money to do anything. What do you think of that? We don't need... We... We'll go back to paying teenagers to watch our babies. That's how it was when we grew up. Yep. Whoever was the oldest kid watched the other kids. It's just the way it is. Once they were old enough. What do you think? I keep trying to explain to you all why people aren't rich and grow up with all these advantages. We don't have advantages I over was you. More than dirt. And your father was from Puerto Rico. <laughs> I know. We were really poor. But I was white, white from white. I'm Irish, white, white, white. And I had nothing. White, white. I had no money. I had no place to go. If I wanted money, I had to go get a job. I had to go work. I had to go mow other people's lawns, which I did. I had to do landscaping with other people, other people's property. I'd help them do landscaping projects, which I did for money. I delivered the penny saver, which is a little free paper for money. Uh, I mean, this this is before I could get a real job. I always, I was always working. I was too. Starting with what you just brought up, babysitting. Yeah, we consider that being part of the family. That's not a job. No, I babysat other people's kids. Oh, oh, that's okay. Then it's a job, sort of. Are you done with this? Do you want me to be? Yes. <laughs> I think we've milked it for okay. all it's worth. Oh, no, there's probably more. <laughs> this I, I I didn't even know there was a Cesar Chavez monument. And I, I knew the gay one. Again, it's unconstitutional. And whoever owned that thing should sue the crap out of Abominus. All right, what's up with our schools? They're not schools. The child abuse centers, that's what's up with them. Now, can I move on to the next topic? <laughs> do you want to play the gift that keeps on giving from Melissa Harris Perry, or do you want to play stupid? Yes, because she just opened her mouth today. Oh, she did? The okay. dumbass. There we go. There we go. We have 
never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. Tampon lady, and she still has a job, and she's still saying the stupidest things like that. You do realize that's a communist statement, right? Absolutely right out of the ten planks of the communist manifesto. Destroy the family unit. Let me explain something to you, Melissa. When you give birth to it, and your husband contributes the sperm to it, then it's yours. Got it? So keep your hands off our kids. Especially you and everybody like you. We, we don't need any more dumb commies in our country. Communism has failed the world over throughout history. You can call it socialism if you like, because that's what it was. And it failed the world over. You can call it progressivism if you like. That failed. That only not failed. The people of this country rejected progressivism under Tommy the Commie Woodrow Wilson. Put Not only voted him out of office, but every progressive in the Congress. All of them, just like they did with the Federalists back in the day. Where are those people? Because now we got nothing but progressives up there. Some with R's after the name, some with D's. But they all need to go. And unfortunately, I don't think elections are going to save us. Because the last time I checked, there's no way to dismantle that from the inside. You can try. You can scratch the surface. But you got, it goes way too deep. There's way too many bureaucracies. Again, another reason to vote for Trump. Trump is going to try and get rid of bureaucracies. What does the wicked witch say? Hitler, Rotten Clinton, she's going to add more bureaucracies, more taxes, more progressivism, more government. Is that what you really want? And you people on welfare together, do you want to stay there forever? Do you want your kids to stay there, your grandkids? This is what you want for your children, the future? You want that forever? Really? From the S associated press. Yeah, you can tell I'm in a really foul mood today. I didn't really feel like doing a show, but I'm doing it because I have it's my job. <clears throat> Hundreds of University of Texas students waved sex toys at a campus rally during the first day of classes. Protesting a new state law that allows concealed handguns in college classrooms, buildings and dorms. Oh, that makes sense. Then sex toys. Let's wait. What the hell does sex toys have to do with guns? Organizers said the sex toys were used Wednesdays to mock what they considered absurd notion that guns should be allowed in academic settings. The law took effect August 1st. Absurd. Uh, really? You're absurd. It's absurd. Anyone would wave sex toys for any reason. Except homosexuals. You people are brain dead. I think there's a, there's a show I don't like on about you. Students and faculty at the Austin campus, you're right, we should have no right, we should lose our unalienable right to defend ourselves and keep bare arms because we went to college. You know, our founding fathers never gave up their guns to go to college. Did you know that? 
to go to school of any kind. They, they didn't give up their guns. Oh, no. No one even thought to even consider bringing it up because he would have been laughed at. Now, they think it's absurd that you want to be armed. It's absurd. You should just die like the rest of us. I'd rather be dead than carry a gun. Well, you probably will be. Students and faculty at the Austin campus fiercely opposing allowing license holders to carry their concealed handguns to class. What right do you have to stop them? One prominent dean left the school after the law passed in 2015. Yay! We need more of that. All the progs leave the universities. Bye-bye. It'd be hard to find anybody to do... It'd be hard to find anybody to, to do teach anything because if they have one conservative on the campus, they're doing well. Several faculty members attended the rally. Good for you. <coughs> Behaving like homosexuals. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, organizers said they dist distributed more than 4,500 free sex toys because everyone needs a good sex toy. Texas has allowed concealed carry since 1995, but it kept college campuses gun-free until this year. Why? Moving right along from World Net Daily, the U.S. Supreme Court in 1943 ruled that schools cannot force students to participate in the recitation of the Pledge of Allegiance to Old Glory. The justices affirmed a lower court's decision that said, the salute to the flag is an expression of the homage of the soul. To force it upon one who has conscientious scruples against giving it is petty tyranny unworthy of the spirit of this republic and forbidden, we think, by the fundamental law. Why is anybody forcing anybody to do it? You can, you can sit there like an idiot and let the rest of us do it. Uh, you know, peer pressures, that this is what they're afraid of. Peer pressure is difficult. Suddenly you realize your atheist dad's a bit of a lunatic. I'm the only one not saying the pledge. But the justices apparently forgot to say, too, that schools couldn't demand students pledge allegiance to any other country's flag, and that failure has led to a lawsuit over a Texas school's actions being brought before the full panel of the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Well, at least it's not the ninth. At issue is the punishment by the school, the Achieve Early College High School in McAllen, Texas, of Brenda Brinston, then a 15-year-old sophomore several years ago. She declined to pledge allegiance to the Mexican flag when her Spanish instructor demanded it of her. Shit, I'd have spit on her. Then she was removed from the classroom and subjected to individual instructions, according to an appeal filed with the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals by the Great Lakes Justice Center, which is representing her. The legal team now is asking the full Fifth Circuit for a review, alleging the three-judge panel mode made several mistakes in its ruling. The petition, GLJC, said, challenges the constitutionality of an assignment that required students in Spanish class to stand at attention facing the Mexican flag and pledge allegiance to Mexico. Halfway through the pledge, school officials required students to raise their right arm at a 90-degree angle toward the flag and state, we promise to you who always be loyal to the principles of freedom and justice 
that makes us an independent, human, and generous nation to which we dedicate our existence. Mexico? And by the way, just because you're teaching Spanish doesn't give you the right to make them pledge allegiance to a foreign country, which is, well, kind of treasonous. Well, also, Brian, when they made the kids uh, do the the Muslim thing, I forget what it's called. Yeah, whatever you make it do that isn't American is wrong. And if it has anything to do with so-called religion, it's wrong. Unless you have, no, it's just wrong. You can't make Christians be Muslims. You can't make Muslims be Christians. That's wrong. That's wrong. It's against their belief. It's against their faith. And it would be a sin for them to do so. You're asking them to sin. No. And you're asking them to be treasonous. No. If you raised your kid right, not one of them would have stood up. How many illegal aliens were in that class? That's what I want to know. Uh, what's the status of the teacher? Is she a citizen? Doesn't seem like she is. Maybe she's uh, she's just here because she's... An Atslanian, and she wants to take back the Southwest for Mexico. What would Mexico do with it? Make it as shitty as Mexico? Why give it to them? Again, people want to say, oh, we should just make Mexico the 51st state. Why would you want to bring millions and millions of unwashed masses, diseased unwashed masses, illiterate unwashed masses, into the United States of America and grant them citizenship? Are you on drugs? Some people think this is a really intelligent idea. I don't think they've thought it through. I know they haven't thought it through. A student, the first generation of Mexican-American, declined to pledge allegiance to Mexico, but then cooperated, feeling compelled to stand and say the pledge with her class. Her teacher, see, that's the difference of making them say the pledge. This is supposed to be their country. They're going to an American school. If they're illegal aliens, then, well, they're getting free education that they never would have gotten in Mexico for absolutely nothing. The least you could do is pledge allegiance to the flag that represents the country that is granting you all this free stuff. No, let's pledge to the crap hole you left behind. Her teacher eventually required Brenda to research and write a paper in Spanish. Students who recited the pledge individually received high marks. School officials punished Brenda with a low grade on her essay and required her to report to the school office instead of attending her Spanish 3 course. The legal team said, you should have just not taken, you should have just dropped Spanish. Taken French. I would have just taken my kid out of school. But you need three years of a language to, for college. They require it. Yeah. So you no. got so she's in her third year. What she she's got to start French from scratch. Yeah, and no college, Brian. You're right. You're but right. you know what they say: three years of if they still say it that way. What you two years of Spanish, one year of one year of Latin or or French. That's three years of a language, is it not? Three years of a foreign. Why you need to have three years of a foreign language to go to college? Because Prague said so. Because Prague's want you to be a citizen of the world, not the United States of America. That's why this teacher wasn't put over somebody's knee and spanked. The current petition asked the Fifth Circuit to overturn the panel's decision. This assignment was unconstitutional, compelled speech. Brenda is happy to engage in and learn more about Mexican culture, said Erin Mercino, senior counsel with GLJC. Why? What does Mexico have to do with Spanish? 
You do know they don't even speak Spanish in Mexico, right? No, they don't. They it's, don't. They speak a bastardized yeah, street yeah, version. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. A slang. That's why they're yeah. his, his, Hispanic, not Spanish. Spanish people speak Spanish. Proper Spanish is nothing like Mexican. Nothing. South American either. Most of the ones I met, they don't speak proper Spanish either. It's it's a bastardized slang. So you're supposed to be learning real Spanish, European Spanish in school. Why aren't you studying about Spain? Why would you study Mexico when they're not Spanish? You know, you bring up a good point because... They are supposed to be learning real Spanish, and they would not be able to communicate with Mexicans, but they'd be able to communicate with my father, and he was Puerto Rican. He can't even speak Spanish anymore, Brian. He can't even understand it. He speaks a, a better form, but still it's bastardized compared, well, compared to Spain. Well, he doesn't speak it anymore. He said he... The... Because they didn't like the Spanish. They raped them, remember? So, I mean, they had to use the language, but they... It's a street form of all of them have a different street form. Mexicans the worst. Again, they would not be able to communicate with Mexicans. Well, yeah, but no, they'd understand Mexicans probably, but Mexicans wouldn't understand them. <clears throat> but anyway, this is nonsense. Why study anything about Mexico? That has nothing to do with learning Spanish. Are you teaching Mexican or Spanish? Why? Why? Why is it this discussed? Why? Why aren't attorneys as smart as I am? For goodness' sake! That, that argument just is laying there. What does Mexico have to do with teaching Spanish? Nothing. Obviously, the teachers are Mexican, right? But wasn't Brenda? Wasn't she first generation American of Mexican descent? I don't know. Isn't that what it said? <laughs> I, I thought it did. Back it up. Look. Uh, sophomore, blah, blah, blah. Flag, blah, blah, blah. McAllen, Texas. Uh, and again, Texas and all that. I can't read the whole article over again. I know you can't. Here, I'll, I'll peruse it for you. That's what I asked you to do when you just well, sat there. Well, because I'm watching the clock, Brian. You could do both. Um... A student, the student of first-generation Mexican-American, declined to pledge allegiance to Mexico. There you have it. She's she's a first-generation Mexican-American. means her parents could be illegal. I don't know. But her parents are Mexican, obviously, and she doesn't want to pledge allegiance to Mexico because she's a smart kid. If Mexico was so great, they'd still be in Mexico. By the way... Uh, if not for the misinterpretation of the 14th Amendment, which means it's unconstitutional, she's not a citizen of the United States. So, sorry, just being born here does not make you a citizen. You have to be born here and under the jurisdiction thereof, under the jurisdiction of the United States of America, which means you must be born of a citizen on U.S. soil to be a native-born American, not natural-born, native-born. So anyway, so it, she, this is ridiculous. How could she, how could they even get away with this? Their parents are Mexican. Why don't their parents come down and smack them around? Oh, right. They're probably illegal aliens. Uh, the students easily, uh, where was this? Um, Happy to engage learn more about blah, blah, blah. Reciting a loyalty oath to another country, how? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. 
When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel, and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler! Uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be a liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be a liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be a liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be a liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be a liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it. You might be liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man, you might be liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit Apple or Seven, you might be a liberal. I hear all this, you know, well, this is class warfare, this is whatever. No, there is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory out there, good for you, but I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. Yep. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You uh, were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything at your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. Now look, you built a factory and it turned into something terrific or a great idea. God bless. Keep a big hunk of it. But part of the underlying social contract 
is you take a hunk of that and pay forward for the next kid who comes along. Uh, you've already drawn some of the brightest minds from uh, academia and policy circles. Uh, many of them I've stolen ideas from liberally. Uh, people ranging from Robert Gordon to Austin Goolsby, John Gruber, uh, my dear friend Jim Wallace here, uh, who can talk, I think, uh, who can inform uh, what are sometimes dry policy debates with uh, a prophetic voice. The cheering and waving and the level of excitement, what that reminded me of was our trip to Africa um, two years ago. Uh, and the level of excitement that we felt in that country, the hope that people saw just in the sheer presence of somebody like Barack Obama, a Kenyan, a black man, a man of great statesmanship who they believe could change the fate of the world. Where'd you get those? We can't tell you where we got them. It's secret ninja stuff. Ooh, is that jealousy I see in your eyes, Craig? Mmm, yes, drown me in the sweet water of your envy. All right, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. The final hour, hour three. Yes, I know. I'm not doing my normal stick. I don't care. I don't feel good. I don't want to. I'm in a bad mood. And by the way, uh, what was that commercial? I'm driving to wear the bars that we paid for. What? Elizabeth Warren. What are you talking about? We paid for. What? The factory owner didn't pay taxes? This is a magical world. Uh, you contributed. You you chipped in. But the majority was paid by the factories, I'm sure, because they have all the money in the land. And and they get taxed more. And they get taxed more for it. So they pay the majority of the taxes for all the things that you call these public utilities you say they owe you something for. You owe them, actually, because without it, there wouldn't be enough tax revenue to have roads. I love the marauding bands. <laughs> yes, well, under progressivism, that's what's going to happen. We're going to have marauding bands, and they know that. Uh, so that's okay. What was the, what was that other one? What was the next one? Of Gruber stolen? Huh? Oh, you say you're saying on the soundbite for Elizabeth Warren? No, next. Next one was Obama saying he is stolen from all these people. Oh yeah, it was amazing. What the the setup for that is that I couldn't do during a commercial. Obviously, <clears throat> he was caught plagiarizing for his speeches, and that was his response. Basically, he he borrows from all these great people. But see, you were supposed to give them credit up front. Not after you're caught. See, that he plagiarized those people. And he was taking full credit for himself because he likes to think everyone to think he's such a great man. He's not. He's an idiot. He's just really good at reading teleprompters. You know what else I loved about Elizabeth Warren's sound clip? When she said, you can keep a big hunk of the profits that you make. It's like, yeah, thank you. Really? I need your permission? Yeah, but what's their definition of a big hunk? Uh, 10%. Because that's still a lot. 10% of a million is a lot. Yeah, I keep trying to tell you that. That's why everybody should have to pay 10%. Uh, that's called fairness, see? And I mean, I, you, I mean I'm in a mood that I can rip anything apart right now just to shreds. And someone like Elizabeth Warren, I'd love to be on the stage with her. <clears throat> Let her try her stupid platitudes like that with me. 
I'd like to respond to that. You dumb. Uh, yes, businesses pay lots in taxes. If it wasn't for businesses, you wouldn't have anything. We couldn't afford welfare, and that'd be a good thing because we have to kick everybody off because we're not going to pay for people that aren't going to work. Right? If you had to pay directly, you see, you do. You just don't know it. You give it to them, they give it to them. You're paying directly for other people to do nothing. You got it? That's welfare. Anyway, let's get back to this story here. World Net Daily reported 2006 when another school mandated the recitation by students and the quick reversal when the incident came to the attention of parents and others. But in this case, the school has continued to fight, and it got support from the panel's previous ruling, which said, Princeton was not exercising a clearly established First Amendment right when she initially refused to recite the Mexican Pledge. But her legal team told the full Fifth Circuit, the Supreme Court has found, if there is any fixed star in our constitutional constellation, it is that no official, high or petty, can prescribe what shall be orthodox in politics, nationals, religion, or other matters of opinion, or force citizens to confess by word or act their faith therein. Further, her legal team pointed out to the full court, the panel's decision overlooks one of the bedrock First Amendment principles. Government officials may not restrict speech based on a listener reaction, even if the listeners are minors on a public school campus or individuals informed by the media. They argued, pleading one's allegiance to a country is a patriotic exercise and an act of nationalism. The panel incongruently acknowledged that the recitation of the American Pledge of Allegiance is a constitutionally protected observance, but then found that the recitation of the Pledge of the Allegiance to Mexico amounted to a mere platitude. Actually, it doesn't. You're, you're renouncing your citizenship because you must renounce all allegiance to any other nation to be a citizen of the United States. This trivializes observance to be mimicked and deserving of less legal significance. The dismissal of school officials from the lawsuit's claim for damages also was inappropriate, the attorney said. Qualified immunity is an objective standard. School officials are not shielded from civil liability if their conduct violates a clearly established right. The brief explained that although school officials claim Brinston's actions caused a disruption in the school, they presented no evidence for that. Uh, I'm sorry. The teacher caused a disruption by doing something ridiculous and she's a doofus. She needs, now she should be made to wear a sign that says doofus. Beware the doofus. Faith-based colleges and universities in California dodged a major threat to their existence from Democrat state lawmakers. But the leader of an effort to block financial aid from the state to schools that do not adhere to the less position on, sexually, on sexuality vows to bring the matter back next year. As reported in June, Democrats led by State Senator Ricardo Lara were pushing an amendment to the California Equity and Higher Education Act. 
The act forbids discrimination based on religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. But it also contains a significant exemption for religious colleges and universities, allowing them to hold students and staff to codes of conduct and use faith and other criteria in admissions and hiring. Sounds fair to me. The Lara bill originally called for removing that exemption, meaning student tuition assistance through the state Cal grant program could be cut off to those schools. But following the legislature's summer recess, Lara unexpectedly changed his bill. The bill was significantly modified, and the most devastating provisions were removed by the bill's sponsor, said Alliance Defending Freedom Senior Counsel Gregory Baylor, who also directs the ADF's religious schools team. Namely, the provision that says if a school wants to participate in the Cal Grant program, they can't consider religion, they can't have traditional Christian codes of conduct having to do with sexuality, they can't consider religious beliefs and employment and admissions, those things have been taken out of the bill, Baylor told World Night Daily and Radio America. Let me point it out again. We are talking about sex here. These people's right to have perverted sex and be open about it and us not mocking them for it. That's what we're discussing. That's what we're always discussing. Uh, it, it is so important that everybody have as much sex as humanly possible at all times. Not all of us are nymphomaniacs. Uh, but it seems everybody on the left is because it's always about sex. What's homosexuality about? Sex. No, it's not about love. They say that they do that now. You just don't like You hate love. I've known too many homosexuals. It ain't nothing about love. It's all about sex. If it's just about love, you don't. You can be platonic. You don't have to have sex, right? You love your mother. You don't have sex with her, I hope. Your brother, your sister, right? No, it's just you don't do that. You love them, but no sex. So it can be done, right? No, homosexuals can't do that, obviously. I I don't understand. They're dysfunctional. You do realize that. No matter what anybody tells you, they're dysfunctional. I keep trying to tell you. I'm here to tell truth. I don't care about anybody, anything else, and I don't. You, you can listen. You can turn me off. I don't care. Truth hurts, but I'm going to tell it anyway. The bill does require the schools to inform the California Student Aid Commission that they have an exemption and to inform students and staff applicants of their exemption. Baylor said those policies already existed. So just like just like a prog to bring up a bill about nothing. Well, took it took anything out. Now it means nothing. It doesn't say anything. It says you got to do what you already have to do. Why? So why did you just pull the whole bill? Because you. Too embarrassed? Man, California, you are so much more screwed than the rest of the country, and that means you are really screwed. Senator Lara has not fully explained his decision to withdraw the more contentious provisions of his bill because it wasn't going to pass. Lara simply said he didn't want the bill to create unintended consequences. Baylor believes fierce resistance from the schools and church leaders played a major role in Lara backing down. What did you think? They'd just roll over and play dead? Progs, they all they think we're all like them. Lying, conniving, weak-willed, spineless little jellyfish. We're not. That's why we're not progs. 
There was a vigorous. This is not California, hon. It's Texas. Was it? Yeah, it says Texas. Oh. Hundreds of University of Texas students wave sex toys. It sounds like California. No, it, no, no, no. This this article, Richard, you're in the wrong article. I'm sorry. Uh, Cal Grant programs from California. You're in the wrong article. Okay. Sorry about that. Now, can I continue? Yes. <laughs> Maybe you should stay in the room. Nate, all right. Uh, where were we? Blah, 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 blah. Um, namely, the provisions of the codes of conduct. The bill does require the schools to inform California. Blah blah. blah. Why? And it's already like that. Why would you? Why would you even have to do that anyway? It should be. They should know that religious schools have an exemption. They shouldn't have to be told. It's their job. Senator Laura has not fully explained his decision to withdraw the more contentious parts. He said he did not want the bill to create unintended consequences. There was a vigorous effort on behalf of the schools themselves lobbying against passage of this legislation, he said. The schools activated their students, the parents of those students, their employees, their alumni, and many of California's churches, including prominent leaders of African-American and Hispanic churches. There is no African-American. You're just, you're just American. And if you want to say anything, you happen to have black skin. Black-skinned American, fine. Black American, fine. African-American nonsense means nothing. Africa is a continent, not a country. No other, no other people claim continent in their designation. So as a good little American, either say American or black American, that's it. I don't want to, I, I don't even want, I don't really need to know any of that unless it's pertinent. Don't tell me you're black, the Hispanic, whatever, Asian. They're so used to putting it on everything because they get, they get stuff for it. They get stuff for it. Check off that box. Check off that box. Larry's decision to back down is even more stunning considering that some liberal groups were pushing him to go even further than targeting exemptions in his legislation. The American Communist Liberation Union and one of those communities that the bill passed testified against the bill. Not because they understand that it violates religious liberty, which it does, but rather because they didn't believe the bill was punitive enough, Baylor explained. The ACLU was not alone. We heard similar stories about Planned Parenthood. Oh, the baby killed murder factory. Okay, we should listen to them. Hoping to use this bill to put punish schools that have pro-life values and policies. But there is no time for the faith-based schools to breathe easy. Senator Lara said he plans to pursue this issue again next year because of the appalling and unacceptable discrimination against LGBT, you forgot Q, students at these private religious institutions throughout California. I'm sorry, you do not have a right to go to a, a private religious institution. There is no right to go to a private religious institution. They can choose who they want to go to their institution. They're religious. You don't you don't bring you do not invite evil into your home that's from the bible you do not homosexuality is a sin as far as the god of abraham is concerned and it seems even lucifer hates homos what islam i'm just saying you lgbtq i'm trying to be i'm trying to be inclusive here stupid act acronym anyway lesbians are, are homosexual so how come they get special billing 
Um, anyway, discrimination. You're going to a Christian institution, a religious institution. Why the hell are they applying to go? Because they want to make a scene. They want to make a statement, and they want to. Otherwise, why the hell would they be there? Let them go to secular schools. Oh, if the religious schools are better, it's only because of religion. And that would mean that, oh, your sinful nature is the problem. Baylor said Laura and other liberals are relentless on this issue for many reasons. Beginning with having little appreciation for the value these schools add to American society and the hope they provide for these coming from difficult backgrounds because these places, these kids are escaping them. They're escaping their brainwashing. They, they can't allow that. They ha Everyone must be brainwashed. Everybody must be brainwashed. They don't comprehend how these schools uniquely in many instances reach out to economically disadvantaged and minority students, Baylor said. I don't think they value the character education these institutions offer, the quality character of the graduates, the contributions they make to our economy and our society. I think they undervalue that. They only value sex. Perverse sex. That's all they care about. What do they say? You can't have rules about sex. What? First of all, nobody should be having sex in college. That's something brought on by the hippies. This sex cult. This getting drunk in a high cult. You go, go to college, you better get the best education you, ha you can. When I go to school, I get everything I can out of it. Yeah, I'd be the ones partying, but I'd be the ones getting straight A's, too. And I... I wouldn't require that, you know, I get to hump somebody every night. A more basic assessment, Baylor said, is that Democrats and liberal groups have zero tolerance for views contrary to their own. Hey, that was a very big statement of my part saying that, because when it comes to being um, full of too much hormones when I was a kid, I was incredibly over-hormoned. And I constantly had to control myself, so I know from what I speak. I, I was I was pretty much an infomaniac, so so I I know what I'm talking about. When I go to school, it's all business. I I, I if I have study group with girls and stuff, I don't I don't think about sex for a second. I'm thinking about what I'm studying about, what we're talking about, what we're discussing. Not sex. There's a whole lot more to life than sex. Uh, Unfortunately, LGBTQ people don't know that. A more basic assessment, Baylor said, that the Democrats and liberal groups have zero tolerance for views contrary to their own. And that's an absolute. The purpose of law like this is to make a statement that their views of sexuality are correct. And Christian and other traditional religious views of sexuality are wrong, he said. Well, when we had the traditional religious views in this country... The country was a lot better off since we've had, uh, I don't know, hump sessions. Uh, I don't know, humpomania, whatever you want to call it going on. Uh, our country's gone downhill. Our, our culture's gone downhill. So I don't think we were wrong. I think we we're right, and now they're, and they've been proven wrong. What do you think of that? Again, it's your bedroom. You say you don't want us in your bedroom. Stop opening the door and inviting us in.
Man. Baylor said the schools in question certainly have codes of conduct for students and employees, such as no sexual activity outside the marriage of one man and one woman. He said Laura and other critics have this image of Christian schools expelling gay or lesbian students as a knee-jerk reaction to violating the code. He said that narrative is false. If they encounter a student who has violated these rules, you mean you just ca- you just caught someone in the act of homosexuality? I don't see that alone would piss me off enough to kick him out of school. I don't want to see that. How can you know if they violated the rules if you don't catch him in the act? Oh, that's just oh, that was a horrible picture. Um, the first response is not to suspend or expel these students. Fairler said, "I think that's a myth that opponents of these schools have propagated. The real response is one of compassion, of ministry, and of redemption. That is exactly what they want to stop." Not only are you not indoctrinating the other kids, you're trying to take away the indoctrination of the homosexuals. They work hard for that. They don't want to lose their LGBT people. We need that. That's their big push right now is the LGBTQ. What are they going to go with next? Pedophiles? Come on. I, how did everyone get on the side of perverts? Proud. Pr- I'm proud to be a pervert. Well, uh, good for you. That makes you even more perverted. Look up the word. If lawmakers forbid Cal Grant... Yo, because you don't know what the word means. Look it up. If lawmakers forbid Cal Grant dollars for be, from helping to pay for tuition at faith-based schools, Baylor said poor minority students will be hurt most. You know what's sad? No faith-based school should take any money from the government. They should be run completely by the church charitable donations that's how christian colleges used to work you don't take money from the government you're no wonder you're all a bunch of little commies if your church is like this just that's i'm not going to any so-called christian school takes money from the government not a chance first of all saying this is great but you do know that if you take money from the government you have to use their curricula right Well, that's why I was talking to somebody about taking back our states and everyone going against Common Core. Well, then you cannot take money from the federal government if you want to get rid of Common Core. Right. Trust me on this. You will be better off if you get the government the heck out of education. You and your children will be much better served. You may not think so. You may have to do stuff like uh, uh, spend time on bake sales and and car wash drives, and other fundraising things. Good. Now you're involved in your child's education. It's about time. <clears throat> if lawmakers forbid Cal Grant dollars, then the poor will help. Why? Why? That government doesn't do charity. Stop taking government money, by the way, which is unconstitutional. Even at the state level, I'm willing to bet the state doesn't have anything in the Constitution. Oh, I shouldn't say that's California. I have no idea what the California Constitution says. And no, I'm not going to look it up for these peons. If it says anything about this, it should be amended to remove it. Government has no business in education. None. I know we have a societal impediment, uh, a social contract to take care of those who are going to be our future. They're the future. Oh, yeah, they are. That's why we want to take them out of your hands because you're destroying the future. 
Man, you guys just have to know how to talk to these freaks of nature. They are more interested in making an ideological and political statement than in protecting the interests of economically disadvantaged students, he said. They don't care. They don't really care about anybody. They're using homosexuality right now as part as an important agenda. And the homo activists care about nothing more than making more people homosexual. So that, see, see, now the majority is homosexual. Now it's normal. It's still not normal. You've just perverted more of the country now you're a disease but by the way that's never going to happen you, it, i know you think you're you, you're doing it to our children though you are you are probably turning quite a few of them into into transgender well, and only, other weird queer things not only that brian they're they're <clears throat> actually mapping their brain to accept all types of weird behavior common core remaps the brain it doesn't brainwash anymore it's the next step an evolution of taking your children away and controlling the future. That's what they care about, controlling the future. They don't care about a good future for anybody but themselves. Again, they've come out and said that us breeders need to be put in pens and bred like animals and leave the rest of us homosexuals alone. Well, I guess LGBTQA anumanaminimu whatever they call themselves, who cares? Perverts. Covers all of them. Perverts. Bring, bring the word back. These progs, they got they stopped people from saying it. We need to bring it back. It's a very apropos word, and it covers everything. You don't have to LGBTQIA, nothing. Pervert. One word. Pervert. No, I'm never coming up with an act or a thing like I do with left-wing liberal progressive social commie fascist bastards for homosexuals because I don't like them that much. That says a lot because I really hate progressives. They are more interested in making an ideological and political statement. As for the schools, Baylor said they would be left scrambling. I'm not convinced that significant sum of money is available to them right now, he said. Most of these institutions, although they're economically stable, don't have the endowments of a Princeton or a Stanford. Good. Princeton and Stanford suck. Baylor said if the schools could not raise the money to stay open, I don't know why anyone would hire anybody from those institutions anymore. They're just brainwashed against students. They don't learn anything. Why would I hire a, a, a useful idiot from Princeton when I can have a free thinker from Hillsdale? Think about it. Why? Because they're prestigious. Yeah, once upon a time, they actually got gave people an education. They're no longer in the business of education. They've been indoctrinating kids for a very long time now. Regurgitation is all you need to know. The fact that they're taught to regurgitate and not to think, not to learn for themselves. That minute they started that, they were done educating your children. Baylor said if the schools could not raise money to stay open, many thousands of students would be forced to be... I don't know, all right, I'm done with this article. I hope I'm not going too fast, but I don't want to hear about it anymore. Nope. I think I've said, I think about, I yep. say, I think I've said about the most offensive things I could possibly <laughs> say during this article. I, I now have nobody listening any longer. My, my regular live listeners have bailed. They're looking for a show that's not so angry. Oh, he doesn't like homos. Oh my God, I said homo. 
<laughs> you keep listening to the show. It's going to come out sooner or later. You know, it's really funny that South Park has so much about making fun of homosexuals in their show. <laughs> they really because do. Because their purpose was really to mock the things in culture that were, well, worthy of mocking. And unfortunately, this is the loudest. That's... Right. And, it, you know, you want to be out there with these angry activists trying to demand everything, costing people money, jobs, screwing up the economy all so they can embrace homosexuality. You know, the majority of the country is not a homosexual. You're starting to piss off some of the progressives. They're starting to th rethink progressivism because of it. Per perversion is recognized as perversion by any sane person. The they should have zero power, except they have people like George Soros behind them. So they do have money and power. You don't think the activists do that for free, do you? Where do they get all the money to travel around, get on TV, and all that? Where do they get all this money? Just saying. Speaking of money, what is your government spending your money on? I bet homosexuality. No, it's worse. Just a little bit. No, no. Well, I know. I'm not that, saying the article, but oh, I bet well. they are. Yep. I bet there's a there's a whole awareness things for schools about LGBTQ, blah 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 blah. Uh, you know, you'd be better off if you just shut up and didn't educate people on it at all, because the majority of people wouldn't even know you existed if you didn't educate it to the fact that it exists. Do you really think that's the best way to go about it? No, that's why they've changed to Common Core, because the homos, they, they didn't get into the indoctrination. It didn't work. It didn't take completely. They, they didn't turn them all into bisexual, gender-fluid idiots. My God, I don't know how any of the millennials got through uh, with half a brain, but they did. Some of them got through, and it, it's just they, they, and they know more than I do what I'm talking about. How, much, how idiots they are, how much brainwashed they are. They had to deal with them going through college the whole time. Man, I never want to go to, never would want to go to college, never, ever in a million years. Not a chance. I would go to tech school, and I would just go to tech school. Hopefully, the government hasn't gotten involved in tech school yet. Yeah, they did. Well, then maybe I don't want tech school. I'll just, I'll do what I did when I was a kid. I just walk up to people and say, I'm a good worker. I learn fast, and if I'll work for free for three days. If you like me, you pay me, and you keep me. And if you don't, I walk away. It costs you nothing. You know, back in the day, that was that. It was called every a journeyman time. or a tradesman. Or no, that was just wheeling dealing. I was willing to put three days of my labor up against his uncertainty about firing hiring me. I'll I'll work for free. If you don't like it, I walk away. No money. It worked every time. And it and you know, because it's a righteous thing to say. It's like I'm gonna prove my worth to you. And I always did, and I always got the job because there no trust me, I was I, I was worth three three workers and nobody would ever let me go on purpose. It just, it just wouldn't happen. Uh but I had an excellent work ethic, not like these punks today. I believe my job was to give the best I could to my employer. That was my job. His job was to pay me the best he could. All right, from freebeacon.com. The U.S. Department of Agriculture is spending nearly $1 million to teach refugees, refugees how to farm. 
Oh, now they're going to rape the goats and the sheep. They do that over there regularly. It's part of their culture. You can't. It's against the law here, but you can't. Hey, it's part of their culture. Next thing you know, bestiality will. The bestiality activists will be out. So anyway, <laughs> they're going to teach refugees how to farm. New grants and now, if you've taught them that there's such a thing as welfare. You're not going to get them to farm, just so you know. New grants announced last week include two projects in Idaho. Oh, my God. That's right next door. You know, that's why I decided not to go to Idaho. They have they just have bad policies, and they let anybody in. And Kansas, to cultivate the next generations of farmers by helping refugees get land leases to start their own farms. This sounds an awful lot like indentured servitude. I, I don't know. I don't know if you can do that. Uh, really, how do you get refugees to want to farm when you you just give them money to stay home and watch TV? I, oh, know, and, again, oh, and rape people. Let's not forget raping people. Again, like when we watched uh, the um, town hall on Sean Hannity's show with Donald Trump, and the, the family of the victims of illegal aliens kept saying, what about my dreamer? What about my people? What about my people yeah, when it's coming to farm? They had dreamer kids that were cut down in their prime by dreamers. So-called dreamers. But again, they're doing this to friggin' farm people. What about our people? Why can't we get a land lease as white people? Why can't I get it? Why can't I do that? You know they're not going to be farming like you're thinking. They're going to have combines. They're going to give them everything. You, you get nothing. You just shut up and pay your taxes. So we can get refugees farms. That's right. So they can rape the sheep and the cattle. The, you walk out. How do you know you're, how do you know you're on a, a refugee farm? All the animals are backed up against the barn. Ba-dum-bum-ps. Oh, come on. That was a good one. <laughs> I just made that up. All right, if you want to hear us live, you can hear us Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time at uncooperativeradio.com, where you can download and listen to all our recordings for free. And although they seem to hide them, they do have uh, apps. I don't know where they are. If I want an app for specifically for my show, I have to give them 100 bucks. I don't have 100 bucks. I have a broken-down truck. I need 1,700 bucks. And that won't even fix it. It'll just make it run. Anyway, um, you can hear us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and they just found the show on iTunes, it seems, at least the one from Spreaker uh, at Uncooperative Radio, because 197 in one day downloads from iTunes. There was never any downloads from iTunes. Now there's a bunch. I think that's because TalkShoot bellied up. I couldn't get the show up on Talk Show. They couldn't listen on Talk Show. I think they switched over. The other show started. The other show started showing as new shows, and so they listened to it, the the new shows, and it happens to be on Uncooperative Radio. And now they show up in my statistics. Did you ever hear back from Talk Show? Yeah, they're not going to do anything about it. Okay. Because well, I need to they had that. to increase their timeout because of it because of uh, attacks by hackers, and so I'm on satellite. Nobody on satellite can you know, can use talk show because ta- satellite has a giant ping, 
its latency is over two seconds. So it keeps timing out on TalkShoe because it, it wants me. It wants it to do something faster than two seconds, and it can't because it's got to go into outer space and back. Yeah, I know it's not really outer space. It's inner space. It's just inside the atmosphere. Blah 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 blah. Shut up. The rest of us just say outer space. I try not to be too geeky all the time. Anyway, speaking of talk show, uh, when I had the, when they had the phone working because they fixed the tower, which stopped working today, uh, I was able to get the one up there. But I don't know when I'll be able to get it up again because again, the towers are, are completely screwed here, and uh, I can't if I can't use my phone, and I can't use a satellite, well, I can't use anything. Okay, uh, yeah, also on this Podbean thing and Blueberry and Hamalama, Ramalama, Ding Dong. I don't, that, there's other places, trust me, that my shows are on that I don't know where they are. If I did a search, I'd end up finding a lot of bizarre places, I'm sure. We have a Facebook page temporarily, but and it's growing, so please get over there, join, get involved, like, love, all that kind of stuff. Uh, rate, rate it if it's, that's Twitter. Uh, okay, I got a Twitter account too. So if you want to go there, just look for Uncooperative Radio. People are getting involved over there. Please, please pick up the numbers because the more people we have over there, the less likely they are to screw with us. Um, so it's important. If you're a Facebook person, please do. If you're a Twitter person, please do the Twitter page. Um, it's important. It, it may not seem like it. And I try and get stuff in there as much as possible. I've been doing a lot more on on. Twitter and Facebook, but I'm also running out of time for Firewood, so I'm going to be spending less time on social media. Just a heads up. We're rebroadcast on RedStateTalkRadio.com, which is 24-7 good internet streaming talk radio, free of charge. Go over there, check it out. While you're there, check out the free newsletter. It's free. It's good. I think it's good. And if you don't like it, all you have to do is unsubscribe, and we don't pay attention to that, so... At least try it out. It's free, and it's professional. Trust me, you'll like it. Also through Red State Talk Radio, you can hear us on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, and, of course, on the Roku. If you want to know what our current schedule is at RedStateTalkRadio.com, it is on the Prime Channel, Saturdays, 12 to 3 p.m. and 6 to 9 p.m. Encore, Mondays, 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. Wednesdays, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Now, you know the rest of the story. Oh, Boise, Idaho. Uh, what the it, heck is going on with Idaho? I mean, seriously. I don't... They're taking in all these refugees. Well, They're remember, I didn't go there because of all the progs that were moving in there. The Californians were starting to move in. The land values were going through the roof. And Oregonians were starting to move into left-wing people were taking over, and it and that's easy to do when you have no population. Yeah, and they did it. Um, we don't have any population here. The problem is we have really bad weather, so it keeps most of them out. We need a really bad winter to set a bunch of Californians running home in pain and just screaming, "Oh my God!" That it happens in cycles in Montana. That's why there's not even a million people here. Uh, new grounds last week. Include two projects in Idaho, blah, 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 in Kansas. 
The first project was awarded to Global Gardens, a Boise, Idaho-based organization that teaches refugees about farming and community gardening. Community gardening with refugees. That's what a program. Uh, Plan on getting many people showing up besides refugees? But again, this is all of these organizations that are getting our taxpayer dollars to not do anything for our citizens, but put us in danger. Right. Right, because they're progs and they're idiots. And they think Islam is wonderful. That they could use these poor idiots for their... And they don't realize Islam uses you. You don't use it. It's impossible to use Islam. Islam uses you, no matter what. It's evil. It's Lucifer's religion. You decide to go down that road. There's only one way it ends. The group will train refugees and Native Americans about organic vegetable farming. Global Gardens trains beginning farmers who have cultural, linguistic, or economic barriers to success which might prevent them from otherwise becoming successful farmers or accessing more mainstream farmer training programs. The Project Grant states, now why would they so interesting in farming? Because if we all grow our own food and we have professional farmers, we can provide food for the rest of the world. Because we're going to be relegated to nothing but agriculture and service. And agriculture is service, so really all service. We'll be servicing the rest of the world. That's what they have in mind for the United States of America. And by the way, once they're in charge, all these things about, oh, it's evil to, to, to mine, it's evil to lumber, it's evil to do blah, blah, blah because of the environment, ho, 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 all gone. And it won't be done environmentally friendly, and they'll do it. <clears throat> they'll be back to clear-cutting and strip mining. It's cheaper and easier. That's how it always happens in a progressive world. That's right, because progressivism is nothing but elite socialism. Our long-term goal is to create sustainable, profitable, independent small farm businesses. Project goals include assisting refugees in securing land leases, which we can't get, on incubator farms, teaching refugees financial literacy, of which they can't seem to teach us, and providing nine paid internships on the farm. Wow, they're even going to pay for the people that work on the farm. The people that own, are supposed to be owning the farm aren't paying for anything. What a deal. How do we? How do Americans get this? Just saying. Expected outcomes include increases in knowledge of sustainable vegetable production, marketing and financial literacy for participating farmers, establishment of new refugee and native Indian owned farms, and increased productivity and farm income for those already farming the grant set. Why do Native American Indians, also called Indians, why do the tribes need land to farm? They have their own nation, which is full of land that belong, would belong to the people if not treated to them. Why don't they farm on their own damn land? Why don't they produce something off their own damn land? Why do they get special grants from the government that's given them special grants to live a, a, an independent nation owning all this land on the reservation, but they have to get grants to, to take our land away so they can farm? God forbid!
forbid that the reservation provide for anything but filth and crime. It's like it's like little it's like little um, out west ghettos. That's what it reminds me of. Little out west ghettos. Only they own lots of land. And yet they don't. They're on food stamps. They don't grow anything. No animals, no vegetable gardens, nothing. Well, uh, well, they get their money. They live on a reservation. The government's supposed to take care of them. They give them their money. They just get welfare. They call it entitlement. Same thing. And it, it did to them exactly what it's done to everybody they put welfare on. Completely destroyed them. I've li- I, you, you haven't lived their reservations out west, so don't don't start. Hey, when I started this trek, I think I was pretty progressive. <laughs> but I actually learned along the way. Anyway, the project has received $597,867 and will continue through July 2019. Half a million dollars over half a million dollars already. A second project titled New Roots for Refugees was awarded. Why? They haven't even all got here yet, and we get never. We got programs. What about the programs for poor white people? Yes, there are poor white people, lots of them. What are we gonna do about that? What are they? What are you gonna do for them? Where's their new roots for Americans, not refugees? Was awarded to Catholic charities. Again, Catholic Church is completely, completely taken over by evil. It's right up to the Pope. It's gone. That's why I bailed on it. Just, I can see things that are coming when the writing's on the wall. I saw the Great South Bay going to desolation, and I got out of my favorite thing to do in the world is live off that bay, clamming and fishing. I went on to do other things because I knew what was happening. Same with the Catholic Church. That was your point. When I was a monk... Yeah, and even and it was after, it was during that time it started it, and then afterwards, I I just it just I could just see it happening. I said, "This is being taken over by the wrong thing. This isn't godly at all." And well, now it's just completely run by Lucifer. So, I'm sorry, Catholics out there. That's a, if you don't know that about your church, then you better you better learn it about your church, because uh, you're part to blame for it because you just let it happen. You know, this begs the question that they already knew that they were going to bring these refugees in here and started these programs Oh, look how fast, ago. look at this, how fast it happened. But they had to start these projects. No, they the really didn't. Stuff it years takes, ago. takes a day to start a project if you're a prog. But they already counted on having these pieces of brown crap in here. Well, we have to have programs to, to integrate them into our society. No, we and... don't. We need to get them out. No, we should. they shouldn't be here in the first place. The project will create an incubator farm for new settled refugees. I got I, I have plenty of incubator farms planned. They have high walls and they keep people in and we can put them on those farms. Toot sweet. No, I'm serious. It'll just we, we gotta put high fences to keep the animals from eating the vegetable garden. We can call them, I don't know, relocation camps. Or refugee camps. But why do we we had to we brought him here? Why do we have to let him integrate into society when they're violent pieces of crap? Keep them to themselves until you can 
find a safe place to put him. I like above. I like uh, Trump's plan. Safe zones. Safe zones where they are. They don't come over here at all. They go to the safe zone. We'll provide the safe zone, but you ain't coming over here. Another reason. Another reason to vote for Trump. You know, the more I think about it, there's a thousand reasons to vote for Donald Trump, and I, conservatives only have one for not doing it. They don't think he's conservative enough. Well, that's one statement, and I, I've been making numerous statements this week of why Trump would make a good president, and he would, because of the things he's doing. Look, everybody, you could say, oh, he's just promising things, he's not going to do it. Well, you're just, now you're just projecting from your your favorite people. That's a politician. He's not a politician. He's a businessman. He makes his money doing things that he says he's going to do. And he knows how to build a wall. And it's, by the way, it's a, it's a double fence, not a wall. It's a double wall. Okay. Not just one, two. You don't want to hear my plan. I should send it to Donald Trump. Maybe he'll do it. He's crazy enough sometimes. It would work, right, Susan? Nobody would get across our border. Not even an army would get across our border. We'd be safe and secure from land attack. What? Nothing. I agree. <laughs> this is just outrageous on so many levels. Yeah. It really is. I understand. To reach this goal, we have identified the following objectives. Removal of barriers to marketing. What? Adapted and increased agricultural skills, financial management and farm capitalization and whole farm planning. Do you know how much white people pay to go to school for that? Yep. They pay a lot of money to go well, to school for this. You know this. what? Even and and for the center, and someday we'll explain once I get something going a little bit more about the center. But I've looked. What into do you mean? I've already started on on the uh, Aspen project. Yeah. That's a year in the in the making, and it's it's working. Anyway, they have like small business, uh, what do you call it, organizations here and small business agricultural organizations. And they're constantly sending me stuff about seminars. Yeah, you got to pay for them. Yes. They're like 150 bucks a pop. Right. They're getting that crap for free. Oh, like a whole education. This is like go getting a degree this, in farming agriculture for free. And they're not even citizens of the United States in any way, shape, or form. No, they're refugees. This is so outrageous. I cannot believe the most all the outrageous stuff I found in the news for the show. Because everybody's better than Americans. Our government likes everybody better than Americans. They hate us because they want to be part of the New World Socialist Order, and we keep getting in their way. We're irritating. And this thing with Trump has them losing their mind. They thought they had this sewn up, and here comes this guy out of nowhere takes on the whole field of Republicans and wipes them out. And, oh, he can't be elected. He's unelectable. Oh, so the guys he beat in the election are more electable than he is, right? But you do know he beat them in an election, right? Again, Republican Party is full of doofusai. Kansas Project will also provide leases to refugees so they can establish a path toward managing their own farm business. The long-term goal of new routes for refugees, not not citizens, not immigrants, but refugees, is that refugees will farm independently 
on owned land or through lease agreements at a scale that they desire, achieve, and manage, the grant said. Wow. When do you get to go into business and have all this for you? If I wanted to start a business tomorrow, well, I tried to, I can't, I had five business ideas completely destroyed by what it would take to make the government happy. It's amazing. Simple things. You can't do it. There's too many regulations. You can't do it. How about, uh, you want, I, I think Montana, I cook real good. I do barbecue. I can have a food cart at some fairs and Butte, pick up some extra money. Go find out that you have to do this. You have to have this permit. You have this inspection. Your car has to have X, Y, Z, and D, and blah, 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 and on and on it goes, and, and all this money, and it's just like, forget it. The worst part was, wherever you're cooking this, I, I was doing the cart so I wouldn't have to worry about the kitchen, right? No, whatever you're cooking, it has to be a commercial kitchen. So it has to follow all the rules of the government, which costs lots of money. So that one's gone. Uh, there was a number of them. And they were good ideas, and I could have made money off them, but... The government won't gets in the way. It's not for poor startups. They're not designed for poor people to start up. The Small Business Association is a socialist organization, and they're cronies, and they work with the government. If you're confused about the Small Business Association, they've been in the pocket of the government for a very, very long time. Don't you mean the Chamber of Commerce? Oh, both. The Chamber of Commerce as well. Both business organizations. Uh, look, because... The idea is to protect the businesses that are already established. All the new rules and regulations protect against just anybody starting up and competing against you. That's the, that's the real point behind all those regulations. That's it. Look at the, look how bad it's gotten. In California, the little girl on, in front of her house at a cardboard box selling lemonade. And the government came and write their family tickets because... They didn't have a proper kitchen. They didn't know. They didn't know what kind of bacteria might be in that, in that lemonade, and she didn't have a permit to sell. And I'm sitting there going, "What?" And by the way, we have a parody about that somewhere. We have a thing about that, not a parody about the lemonade stand thing. We got two of them. So, look around. Maybe next show we'll play it. Maybe every show we'll play it because really, I really love the lemonade one. You know, the next guy comes, well, you don't have a permit for this. And the next guy yeah. comes, you don't have a permit for that. Uh, yeah, well, that's how bad it is. And you know what? It's spread. It's not just California. I just read a story recently. Same thing. They said, no, we're, we're banning uh, lemonade stands and such from children. No more. Kids can't do it. See? This is what government does. It takes away opportunity. It doesn't give it. Well, you give it to one, but you take it away from others. See how that works? The grant is worth $380,433, bringing the total cost for the two projects to $978,300, just shy of $1 million. Do you have any idea how much I could do with $1 million? Idaho has one of the highest refugee populations in the country, taking in 1,000 each year. The majority of which are resettled in Boise. I cannot believe that the our citizens are doing this to us. Because they've all been brainwashed into idiots, useful idiots. A thousand a year in Boise? Could you know what a thousand a year in Butte would be like? Well, no. Boise is a pretty big city, and Idaho's grown a lot since we've been there, and it was growing too fast for me then. So you could just imagine. 
Anyway, Kansas takes in roughly 350 refugees per year, mostly from Iraq, Bhutan, and Myanmar. Well, I, what did I say about this? Um, you get nothing, refugees get everything. Story at 11. But we got to go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.